0: Show 325, and we got a doozy for you today. Going to be dropping that knowledge, giving you that FF goo like only your boys at Pyromaniac can do. Today, it's only going to be me and Houdini. We're here together in the West Loop of Chicago. Uh, Cold day, firing it up. We're calling this show Stairway to 7. We're going to be going through all the matchups. I guess today, there's 14 games this week. Uh, we're gonna go through all of them, give you all the fantasy goodness that you need to, uh, you know, ascend into week seven and bring home a victory. Uh, give our information um, a chance and dissect it, but like uh, Mr. Uh, David Letterman said, sometimes uh, it might not be right. David, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stag Party is taking the week off, enjoying some time with the lady and. Um, Good times all around, Deanie. How you doing, brother? Good to be uh, sitting here uh, in the living room with you, brother.
1: I know it's like it's been a long time since we've actually been in the same room together. Uh, you know, with you all of us, we've been yeah. So it's really good to get back together. That's why I actually get to play some sounds tonight. Love so it. Uh, they're gonna be a little bit of uh, irreverency with Mr. Letterman. So love it should be fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're, in the, we're in the heart of the season right now, so this is where it really gets interesting. This is also where uh, some surprises start to arise, right? You're going to get some players that start to, to make a name for themselves that you have not seen through the first seven weeks, and some of those players that were those fringe players that came up and started doing well for you uh, may start to get replaced.
0: Yeah, and even, yeah, and the fring, fringe players uh, that... Used to players that used to be in the top and the middle are now becoming fringe players and have taken a step backwards. There's some injuries that have happened. Let's make sure we talk about some good pickups and refer to the uh, You're Awesome piece. Um, but, yeah, if you want to follow us, as usual, uh, we go through the games as they are listed on NFL.com forward slash schedule. Go to Week 7. We'll, go, we'll be going down through that, uh, those games, and we are going to have Thursday Night Football. Uh, I think this is actually an all right. You want to say something before? Yeah, well, before we get there, the team's yeah. on by. Yeah, So, yeah. So we actually have a lot of,
1: uh, this is why I think this week is not as much uh, as interesting games maybe as there have been, as we were talking about prior to the podcast. I mean, you're not going to have the Packers, the Raiders, nobody's going to miss them, uh, but no Steelers and no Seahawks. So uh, with those teams on by, this is our first week that we've actually had four teams on by. So we have two less games to talk about as well.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, I'll be missing uh, definitely uh, some Devontae Adams, is that that Basically, basement, holding down my team in one league. Um, Alright, Broncos go down to what used to be Arizona University and now State Farm, uh, as Houdini uh, let us know earlier in the
2: season. <laughs> That's
0: um, right. We usually like to start with the uh, the visiting team first, so let's hit the Broncos. Um, you know, it, it looks like uh, Keenum's had a couple solid games in a row, uh, going over the three hundred mark. What else? Uh, what else are you seeing? You liking a, a Keenum in this matchup or in any in general?
1: I think you know against the, an Arizona team that is not the defense that they used to be. I think this is definitely a matchup that I don't think you need to feel uh, very scared about. And this one of these things, Denver and Keenum have been kind of. Doing it ugly, but it's getting it done on a weekly basis. So when you're looking at that quarterback, he's always out there as a guy to stream. Well, how many guys that are pretty much going out there on a weekly basis, putting up 300 yards, throwing you two touchdowns and an interception? Mm -hmm. So you can pretty much count on that. Uh, And the thing that you can also count on is you can count on Phillip Lindsay. So, you know, he's going to get a split in the carries with Freeman, but Freeman is not working at all. As the receiving back there, and and Lindsey is just getting ridiculously targeted. So last week he got seven targets and caught six of them for forty-eight yards. So you say, okay, well only forty-eight yards, I, I'll take the target chair. And the guy we've already seen, he can he can break them big. And I think the other thing that was interesting, and maybe you know, is a game plan, or is it more just that it's really becoming his more favorite target, which kind of what uh, we kind of saw last year happening uh, with the other just uh, melee of quarterbacks that they threw out there. Emmanuel Sanders seeming to get more love than Demarius Thomas.
0: Yeah, and, and and it's weird. It seems like they're like almost every two games, the one guy gets going, and then the other two games, the next dude uh, gets going, and. And it's not unlike what Keenan was doing last year when he was on the Vikings with uh, Thielen and Diggs, both of them. I think Thielen's had a better start to the season. Diggs' first two games of the season after last year, he was a total stud. So, um, you know, I think he's just still finding his way. Um, But based on certain matchups that work uh, for each guy, um, he's going that route.
1: Well, uh, here's the reason why I'm leaning more toward what I'm seeing happening now is that... uh, uh, Demarius had double-digit targets In his first two games of the year Has not had double-digit target games since okay. uh, You know, Emmanuel Sanders Had double digits in the, in the first game And then uh, the last two weeks He's had double-digit targets 14-10 and 10. And even the weeks before that, he was getting 7 and 8. So, I, I just see that it, it seems like there's maybe a little bit more comfortability for Keenum throwing it towards Sanders. So, if I'm looking at those two, and I'm not sure where Staggs has them ranked, but I, I, would, you know,
0: I would recommend that probably... Pretty early. We, we yeah. usually get those rankings from him, and he's like looking at him while he's working on them, pretty much.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I, I would say that I'm putting more of my faith in Emmanuel Sanders, if, I, if I'm a fantasy owner.
0: Me too. The one thing uh, to notice is the last time... That uh, Demarius Thomas um met this uh, the Cardinals, he had his best game of his career. Uh, so that was um, eight catches, um, sorry, in eight catches, 226 yards, and two TDs, um, in their last meeting. So, well, it's going to be interesting. Is Patrick Peterson going to go and play on him, or is is it going to be on
1: Sanders? So uh, you know, Maybe that could be also one of those things where this may be a game plan kind of dictates which way they're going to roll defense. Do
0: you think Royce Freeman, um, as the season goes on, could start getting more, or is it just Lindsey's going to be able to hold up and, and, and make it through?
1: <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. There's been other situations where this has happened. Um, oh, well, it happened with uh, a perfect example. I, I think of uh, Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman. Okay, because when Coleman came out, he was drafted higher. Yep. They were drafted in the same draft, I believe, or was he one year, or was De Freeman there one year yeah, earlier? Yeah, I don't remember. one year earlier. I but they drafted him yeah. in the first round, so you're expecting it that everything is going to be, hey, we're, we're investing in you even though we got this guy here, and then all of a sudden Freeman became the guy that yeah. was more dominant because he could do so much more as a receiver. And now here's Lindsay, they're actually coming out, and they're both rookies, and they didn't realize what they had in Lindsey, and... I mean, you put the Undra- tape- He was undrafted. Right, and sorry, I mean, you, and you put the game pick tape on him, and the, he's the more dynamic player. He does more things
0: for the offense, so... he, run, he run, He's a person like dude. can do. When they hand him the ball, man, those first three steps, that the, when that ball's in his hands, it's the anti-Le'Veon um, Bell. He didn't well, and- wait for anything to go. He sees that hole, and he just bursts through it. The thing that's impressed me with him is... You know, it might not close up, and it might not always be there. But better to be dancing and pitter pattering east west. Um, just hit the hole, and he's he's able to find three yards pretty much every car- uh, carry, just based on his speed, and, like the trajectory of his movement. That's uh, pretty impressive. Well, you look at the and, and what's the skill level difference between him and
1: Freeman, mm-hmm. right? But but what's the other main difference? Here's an undrafted free agent guy, so it's also one of the guys that
0: character wise you love. Yeah. Right. So no, work hard, guy. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, Royce wasn't even drafted that high. I think he's a fourth rounder, maybe third, but um, he's got the NFL body, but at the same time, there's a reason why he wasn't, uh, you know, everyone wasn't going goo goo gaga for him coming out of college Morgan, Oregon. Um, let's flip over to Arizona, and we know the Rosen had his uh, probably best game uh, of his short career. I um, it looked it, it, all around, it, 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 it. I guess they lost, but... Um, yeah, I guess it, we lost. So the best game is probably me when he wins. Um, but he looked pretty good on on stats going in there. David Johnson still not getting fucking targeted, is he? I mean, just like what's what's what what's the what's the status on David Johnson? Is it full on panic mode, or is it going to turn around? Uh, I mean, at this
1: point, uh, as a David Johnson owner, so I can speak to it. What am I what am I actually thinking about doing with this guy? Is I, I can't trade him right now because you know you feel like you're just underselling on what he could potentially do. Yeah. And the thing is that that this league is so weak to weak and it's just all it takes is one big game uh, for things to start breaking out. And the thing that you have to hope for as a David Johnson owner is that hey, let's get Rose in a little more seasoning, and, and if he can start to actually you know produce more. So the encouraging thing was he, he didn't throw a touchdown last week, but he threw for 240 yards. And the, his one win, he only threw for like 170. Uh, But they let him throw 31 times, so that's encouraging. If they're going to not be so one-dimensional, take the heat off of David Johnson in some fashion uh, way or form and actually try to get him the ball in open space instead of running him into brick walls. So, you know, I I still have to believe that it's going to happen, but is it going to be one of those... Is this going to be probably one of those seasons for him uh, where you're expecting close to 2,000 yards from scrimmage that you're probably going to end up closer to 1,200 to 1,300 total yards from scrimmage? Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, could be. Uh... He's scoring touchdowns, though. Yeah. Keep an eye. I agree. Hopefully, if Rosen can blossom, um, Larry can get a little healthier. Like right now, there's just things. I mean, it's it's basically the Rosen and uh, Christian Kirk yeah. uh, show. And let's talk about him, another rookie. Uh, he's got 75 receiving yards in three of his last four games. Uh, led the team last week, 77 and six catches. So basically, right now, you know, you're sitting and looking that he's a higher, more playable guy than Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah, you know, again, think about it this way, when uh, Kirk was not necessarily going to be a starter in the training camp, and so Rosen wasn't either, they had Sam Bradford yeah. there, so who was Rosen working with when they were doing all their scrimmages and everything? Oh. So he's always has a better chemistry right now with Kirk, so, you know, that comfortability the, and so he can anticipate him better than he can for Fitzgerald. Now, hopefully, over a matter of time, you start to get Fitzgerald more involved, but I mean, Fitzgerald has really become pretty much fantasy irrelevant right now. So one of those old stars that is really just, you know, kind of... Yeah. The, uh, the
0: floor finally came out. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, we thought we saw that with him a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the, the bigger problem right now is that it's a rookie quarterback and, uh, and teams are going to make the other rookie beat them as opposed to letting Larry Fitzgerald do the damage. Totally makes sense. But the just, last thing just, to, just yeah. to say about David Johnson, look, he scored another touchdown this week. He had a fumble too, so that 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 cost you. But you have to be encouraged. He scored a touchdown. I think or uh, basically has uh, at least a touchdown per game. You know, so here he's still getting those opportunities. All he's got to do is break one or two runs, in, uh, extra big runs in a game, and it changes his fantasy outlook
0: for that week. Totally, couldn't agree more. All right, that's the Monday. That's the Thursday night game. Are you uh, feeling like this is uh, got the makings to make this be a good one, or because we've had some good Thursday nighters in a row here? Um. Yeah, you know this is one of those ones I'm
1: hopeful, right? Because it, it's just a matter of. I don't want it to be two anemic offenses out there. I, I would hope that, you know, I mean, the Broncos' defense hasn't been what it's going to be, uh, what it has been. Von Miller and, uh, and Chubb, though, are still ridiculous. So I look for Rosen to probably get planted on his ass about five, six times this game. <laughs> so this is another one where if David Johnson's going to be successful, it's going to be where they actually use that over-pursuit and be able to try to sneak him out and then let him release on, uh, on some screen passes
0: with, uh, with some blockers ahead of him. From your lips to the fantasy gods' ears, let's get to um, the Tennessee Titans are going to play, uh, or they're going to London to play, Los Angeles Chargers, Wembley Stadium, so this game is going to happen, this is one of those morning, uh, early, early games, this is 9.30 a.m. Eastern, so uh, just make sure you don't... Stick around with putting in any guys that you're going to play from uh, either team in this game till the last minute because the last minute, if you're hungover and wake up late and think you're going to get them in an hour before, uh, players from this one have already started. They'll be locked out. Let's start with the Tennessee Titans. Not much to see here. Um, You know, kind of. He's had a good game against the Chargers in the past, Mariota, but. I think with the depth at the position, um, it's hard to be too Gaga about uh, Mariota unless you're in super flex and uh, um, you know two QB types of, types of leagues. In my opinion, at this point in, this, in the stretch, the only guy that's really worth playing on this team is Corey Davis, and it, it's it's a it's a crapshoot with him as well. Coming two weeks ago off his huge best game as a pro, um, and then you know he, I, I think he just. I don't have stats in front of me from this game, but kind of came back to earth again. So you're going to find that it's going to be a lot of ebbs and flows. Derrick Henry's basically worthless. I'm still holding on to him and waiting for Deion Lewis to get hurt or something, uh, sadly enough, but he's not playable, uh, hasn't been playable for four weeks, and hasn't done anything to make you upset uh, that you didn't do so during that stretch. Um, anything to talk about that you want to go into on this? Yes, I, I think if you're if you're trying to make a case for Tennessee,
1: being that this is in London, uh, playing its four and two Chargers team, uh, whose home field advantage is completely nil anyway. So for them to be on the road, it's it's, it's basically the same deal. Um, but it's a trap game for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just had that nice win at Cleveland where they, where they really took it to them. They're uh, coming in, and Tennessee is a, a team that put up zero points last week. They were shut out. Um, the offense could do absolutely nothing right. And it just seems to me that this is probably one of those games where you're going to be surprised by the, the fight that the Titans are going are to bring to it. So, um, that being said, am not going to feel comfortable or confident starting anybody on this team? No, and I've been trying frantically to make a trade because I have Russell Wilson on a bye and, and I have Marcus Mariota, and we don't have weekly pickups, so I'm, I'm screwed. Just, <laughs> so I'm one of these people hoping for that, but I don't think it's really gonna. I don't think it's gonna happen much. I think like, if you look at offensive production, what are you actually gonna get out of them? They average 260, less than 265 yards a game. Total <laughs> offense, passing and rushing. Okay, it's not passing yards per game. That's offensive yards per game. Oh. So. You're hopeful that they can score 20 points. That's a great game for them, right? The odds of them uh, putting up 30 points is pretty much a 1% chance of
0: uh, shit in the breeze. You know, I don't know, the hilarious thing, looking at their points for four on the season is 14.5, and the reason why they actually got a uh, somewhat of a serviceable record is um, they're Defense is only allowing 17.8 points a game. So God, the number you just said, 260 total offense, 14.5 points a game. This is just the kind of team that I would I would say you just gotta stay away from. Well of
1: course you have to, because you know, I guess if you're playing any of them, you're hoping on hope for the huge play that has not been there for this team through six weeks.
0: Totally agree. And let's flip it. And the one thing I'll say while we're still talking about the Titans, Titans have been a pleasant surprise on a fantasy points uh, allowed defense, uh, which lets me think, um, you know, you don't think of the Titans as being this long to defense and and, 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 and this, uh, sh- a shutdown type style, but right now they're the fourth. In the pyro power rankings, they're the fourth, um, literally just right there with the Seahawks' um, and, Ravens, and then, you know, the, the the Cowboys, who are the top guys right now for defense. The Bears took a slide this week um, after Miami kind of walked all over them. Uh, but, yeah, Tennessee Titans. But they do, um, they're, they're really tough against quarterback. Uh, going back to what you were talking about earlier, the Chargers have an all right defense, kind of mid lane 15. But they're they're They're, the they're waiting, they're waiting they're the for Bosa. They're, they're weakest against Mariota if you can't trade him.
1: Well, I, I, I can't. I mean, yeah, I'm probably if stuck not. stuck gonna...
0: with Mariota. They're not. Their defense isn't great against the quarterback. Well, I'll hang my hat on that. Seventeen points. They're going to score seventeen points as an offense this week. All right, Yay. Maybe, maybe I get a maybe I get a, 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 a passing touchdown, and a run, and you get a 70, 70 yard breaker. So, hmm. um, Chargers. Let's go to that side of the ball. Um, you know, Rivers. Studding it up again. I'm actually going to go. Their offense is throwing up over 400 yards a game. So literally their offense is scoring 200, about 200 yards. No, eight hundred eighty yards more uh, yards of offense by the Chargers than the Titans. Good guy. Let me pull one thing up. Give me a give me Yes. Well,
1: up. so what I want to say is that I think you can expect a similar game this week that you saw last week from the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers were going against Cleveland, who's also a stifling type of a defense, right? And so this is also why I say this is a trap game. Looking at how that defense plays and how you kind of play down. So what did they do last week that was so effective? It wasn't Philip Rivers. I mean, he only he only completed 11 of 20 passes, wow. uh, but he did throw two touchdowns and he was picked once. Uh, 207 yards. It was it was Melvin Gordon. You know, he was uh, he's the guy that that now has become the He's taken whatever his greatness was before this year, and he's basically he's stacked wide. it, and he's just stacking it on top of itself. Yeah, he's it's it he's right up there with Kamara and uh, with uh, Todd Gurley. So the uh,
0: those those are the guys that are that are on this mountain. And he does it in a way where still, he still can get the explosion, but he's even more consistent than they are. Like he doesn't have a dud game. It, the other thing is it's the touchdowns, right? It's it's he
1: had three touchdowns last week. Uh, he, he has, uh, what does he have on the year now? Uh, is it six touchdowns? No, wait. Uh, he's got a total of three, six, seven, eight, nine touchdowns so far this year. Yikes. So when you're scoring at that prolific of a pace and you're also getting work as a receiver and has had a 100-yard game as a receiver and has had 200-yard rushing games and has been like over uh, 100 yards from scrimmage of basically every single week and uh, he's dominant. So that's where against Tennessee, on the road in, in London, look for him again to get the heavy workload, look for him to potentially take some of those red zone passing opportunities uh, from Philip Rivers because what are they missing? They don't have the, the Antonio Gates of old. They don't have the Hunter Henry of young because he's out. So you don't have that real dominant guy and you don't have that faith yet in Mike Williams to be that red zone target. So, so you're, you're lacking there. And, uh, you know, ah,
0: couldn't, couldn't agree more. A um, couple other guys I've, been talking yeah, about. Yeah, Eckler, this fucking, fucking guy. Um, I don't know if they, what they're doing uh, through week six. I, admittedly, I did watch a lot of the games uh, this week, but I did it from Austin. Um, I was in Austin at ACL this weekend, so me and my buddies went and watched the games, which was Bikini Bar. I did not choose it. My my, my buddies are married, um, and it was actually a good time. I had screens going on, uh, but I didn't get to see every moment of every play because I'm out with six of my buddies, and um, so this is a this is a week where I'm not. I don't. I didn't watch it all, uh, as opposed to other weeks. But Eckler and um, and uh, Gurley were. Uh, I mean, Gordon were definitely. I think they were on pace. They were outpacing uh, Ingram and Kamara's season from last year. Uh, these guys as a Tanner right now are are the new uh, Kamara and Ingram. Um, Eckler is basically, a, I mean, he's a fringe flex starter for sure. Well, it's because he gets mad
1: production when he comes in, and he's doing an unlimited touches too, right? Um, he didn't even get a, a, a pass attempt thrown his way last week, but seven carries, and he gained 60 yards. 60 yards. So, it, because think about it, he's coming in after Melvin Gordon has gone ahead and just torn them apart, yeah. he comes in, they're also thinking that, oh, well, here's a, uh, here's a receiving back and so we're, we're expecting him more uh, to do his damage as a receiver, so when he's in there and then he runs, takes him off guard, um, you know, and, and again, think of him as that Darren Sproles player when Rivers had Darren Sproles, and mm-hmm. they like to implement him and use him in all different sorts of
0: ways and that's kind of what it, it's always felt yeah. like for me with Eckler. Smart. I didn't even think about that until uh, right now. That makes total sense. Um, Well, let's talk also about
1: Tyrell Williams and and these wide receivers because Tyrell Williams is going to be one of these guys that's going to be um, a a hot ad for a lot of people because of the game that he put up last week with the 118 yards and the two touchdowns. But, look, he only had three catches. They were big plays that he made. And they all came within two drives in the second quarter, and then he wasn't targeted again the rest of the game. So you're truly looking at, at him. You can't count on any of that type of production. Yes, he is a big playing player, but you're going to get boom and you're going to get bust, especially this is a week that I would definitely not recommend it. I mean, look, he caught 118 yards on those three catches, and Rivers only threw for 207 last week.
0: Hmm. Wow. Um, good points. So what do you think – Right now, uh, you know, somewhat of a disappointing, as we sit here, uh, season for Keenan Allen. Right now he's sitting at uh, number 25 uh, at wide receiver and fantasy points scored um, with about 55, I think that is. 52? Wow. Oh, no, back in juniors, only got 55. Um, so, you know, he's sitting at about half as many points as the leader, Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, he was a second rounder. Is this, is he getting into a groove? Or are the target shares going up? Is um, You know, we know this is a tough defense, but um, is, is Keenan someone that, uh, you know, you're playing him regardless, but is, are things going to get better? Because I know that even talking with two people on my trip, um, I'm not an owner of him at all uh, in the league, but both of them are totally bummed out by him. Like, I took him ahead of Michael Thomas, took him over A.J. Green, I took him over Mike Evans, and uh, while even having an all right season, Those guys are out producing.
1: Well, so let's look at the scenario, and I I hate to be gloom and doom, but I I don't know that it's going to get much better this year, and here's my reasons why. First of all, look at the receivers that they have around him now in that wide receiver group with Tyrell Williams and with uh, Mike Williams um, and... Travis Benjamin if he comes back. These are replacing guys that he was when he was the dominant hog. Dontrell Inman and, and guys of uh, Malcolm Floyd. Uh, these are the types of guys that, that he was out there with. So he, uh, What happened to Inman? Didn't, uh, we, didn't we trade for him last yeah, year? Yeah, we got him last year. He only got 24 catches. The Bears cut him. If they got 25 catches the Chargers wouldn't have had to give us the draft pick that we got Javon Wins with. Um, but I don't know where he is. He's probably on some practice squad somewhere. Yeah, Yeah. but so there's much better talent now. Also, look at what we've talked about, Melvin Gordon. So with what he's doing, that has to take attrition from somebody. And you would have thought, well, okay, without the tight end there, it would still be Keenan Allen. But he's getting a good target share. You know, he's probably averaging eight, nine targets a game, which is which is good. But it's not when he was putting up the numbers that was like making him the top. Ten wide receiver. It was 14, 16, 18 targets a game. It's also where Philip Rivers was throwing the ball 45, 50 times a game. When you have a running back like Melvin Gordon and you're going to give him 20, 18, at least 18 to 20 carries a game, different offense. It's a different offense. It's not going to give you those uh, as many of those higher output uh, uh, potential uh,
0: outcomes. Couldn't agree more. Let's move on to uh, the next game. That's going to be. Uh, the Tennessee, you know what, before, uh, before we do that, um, which we're going to go to the, not Tennessee, the Texans uh, at Jacksonville, but, um, oh, God, my computer. If we're late, screw it, so we're late. Big deal. <laughs> Play it again. I got it. <laughs> If we're late, screw it, so we're late. Big deal. Yeah, all right. And now it's loading. But good times all around. Um, yeah. Yes, this, we're doing the live read, and we got it. Want oh, uh, an unfair... You want to do
1: it? No, no. I was, I was, I was going to give you another one if you were still stumbling.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm stumbling. Want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? We'll look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. You may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and or CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster and your league scoring system. SquadQL provides waiver wire trade recommendations, plus the app gives you player rankings each week. And it's all based on your our personal league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. Head to SquadQL.com, that's S-Q-U-A-D-Q-L.com to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy football uh, lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL app for free in both the Apple and Android stores. Alright, let's go to the Houston Texans visiting Jacksonville. Texans uh, have won two in a row. Pretty, uh, looking, looking pretty good, but I don't know how, how great the, the opponents have been coming off a kind of a closed game against Buffalo. Um, but Sean Watson, uh, you know, basically in the last, uh, Last four games, he's had, uh, f- three of the last four games, he's had 375 yards passing. So he's throwing up some serious yardage. Hopkins didn't have a great game last week, but ended up having a touchdown. Um, and I had a bell oh, birthday. I'll have a small fry,
1: quarter pounder with cheese.
2: Okay, we're, we're completely out of hamburgers. I'm sorry. Ma'am. are just out of the burgers today. Are you for real? Yeah, I forgot to get to the market. we ran out around nine and I've just been strapped
0: here so I can't I can't get away. Can you go by and get us some ground beef? Are you still there? I I think we lost her. <laughs> uh, that's gotta be like a little spoof on it when they started doing uh When they started outsourcing, where some McDonald's, and they probably still have it. When you're ordering into that thing, you're literally calling India, and some Indian person. Really? Yes. There's a book called uh, "The World Is Flat." Um, and it talks all about how some of these McDonald's and fast food places outsource their their ordering and that such. And you went into the computer and people are making it, but the order itself was going to India. Well, so this there. is
1: this is what our audio is going to be. It's going to be David Letterman uh, taking orders at both McDonald's and Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> is that <laughs> all? <this laughs> That's, all? What I got. That's what I got. <laughs> so, Stags isn't here. I know
1: that these oh, ones man. go like you know twenty, thirty, five seconds. Yeah. So,
0: you know, We don't want to get Stags hungry either, <laughs> I just say right before we recorded, so we're, we're good. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. I love it, dude. Alright, well, um, I'll, I'll let you kind of do your thing on, on this matchup a little bit. So
1: this is, you know, Houston, uh, you said uh, Sean Watson was having that, that amazing run, it, it came crashing down last week though, he only threw for 177 yards, uh, one touchdown, two interceptions. Buffalo is another one of those defenses, though, that he was playing that's kind of like Tennessee, like we were talking about, and the Browns. um, Just a team that kind of makes you play a little bit down to their level and and just not at at, at that explosive pace. And now you're getting Jacksonville. So if I'm looking at what what am I expecting... Uh, out of the out of Deshaun Watson this week after Jacksonville just got destroyed by the Cowboys destroyed. forty to seven. Now they're at least going to the Jacksonville's coming home. Um, Jacksonville is not been playing as well. I mean they're sitting at three and three as well. So then they, they started start at three and oh yeah. <laughs> so so they're going they, through to the three this is this is this is I think that this is where they can write their ship. So this is where even if. Houston comes out with a victory. I think it's going to be a big play here or there, but it's not going to be a consistent droning of big plays. You're not going to see, you know, who's going to be able to do the running game like Ezekiel Elliott did all over them last week. It's not going to be Lamar Miller. Yeah. So where where's your offense going to come from? It's going to come from Hopkins, but who's Hopkins going to draw
0: on defense? It's going to be Ramsey. So that's going to be Trumps. So those guys those guys battle it out too, because you know Hopkins' style. Oh yeah. He's super physical. Rand, super physical. It's gonna be guys, a fun, that'll guys, be a fun guys, one yeah, to watch. That's a great one to watch. These guys are going to probably uh, be pushing each other. and A lot of after after the play shenanigans going on. i uh, tell you, this guy's rooting for DeAndre Hopkins. And if you're looking at who's going to be the, pl- the player to make a
1: big play in this one, you know, you, you, it's, is it going to be Kiki Kuti or is it going to be Will Fuller? So if I'm calling just for a big play, I guess I'll go Will Fuller just because of his ability to go down the field. Um... If I'm going to look for more volume potential, I'm going to go Kiki Kuti.
0: Yeah, I think if you're going game script and knowing that Jalen Ramsey's going to be playing on Devontae, um, sorry, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you, you gotta kind of like what could happen with one of these side two guys. Um, and I'm going to say I like Kiki Kuti. Why not? He's uh, last last time, you know, two games ago or so, he had a ton of targets and um, he's been all right. So I can see that being uh, the guy. Really, Lamar Miller? Welcome to Taco Bell. What do you want? <laughs> I'd like a... Um, let me get a Maxi Melts, I'll do a soft and a hard taco. Um, that's that's what I think you're getting if you, if you play Lamar Miller. <laughs> you're getting, you're getting, I mean, what you're getting
1: you, number what three. What are you expecting out of Lamar Miller? I think we've had this conversation before. You know, no. the, the big uh, boom play has just not been there. And he doesn't get extreme workload volume workhorse uh, back volume of like 25 30 carries to get to that big run yeah so what he gives you if he doesn't score a touchdown is basically what he gave you last week it's about 40 to 60 yards of total offense you know maybe he sprinkles in 15 20 yards receiving but
0: it's never high volume on either 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 or you know? and i test, to me i again i didn't really watch get much of this game but alfred blue looks better to me than lamar miller does uh, you know, not saying that it's not going to be Miller's uh, opportunities first, but and then doesn't this week uh, Deontay Foreman comes back? Yeah, um, well, and that's probably what they need. That that's more. another little murky, uh, another guy in the mix that I think they would like to see what they got from him after um, a long period o- off after his injury. We had some glimpses last year. Well, I think that's actually a very good
1: sneaky idea there if you're thinking about being foreshadowing. Grab a guy before. Uh, he makes, he makes, it, it makes that, this, yeah. a, a splash that could be formed him because look, uh, you got a 500 team here, they're trying to figure out where they are, Lamar Miller has been very uninspiring as, as a runner and, and part of that too is I think, you know, they made him to be more of this workload back. That's not who he was, he was just more of this speed guy, um, he needed to be in space so that he could actually get his long strides out but he's also just not the, the body type that, that t- traditionally has
0: been successful. At running back. So 5'10, me. he's a 5'10, 215er, you know? Right,
1: but he wasn't that when he came out. I think they he put out like an extra, he was no, like a yeah, 190
0: yeah. guy. Yeah, for sure. he was that speed, uh, speed guy coming for out of sure. my that's what's cost him. Yeah. He should be, be yourself. I think be we are. Be yourself. I mean, what are we going to get? Tariq Cohen, we want him to beef up 30 pounds so you can take the rigors of, of the NFL. And then he's fast, lumber, uh, slow lumbering and sucks, and he's not what he is. Right. Um, Anything you wanna? No, I think we, we're good on that game. Let's solve. well, let's go. To, we gotta go, Jacksonville. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Flip over to the Jacksonville side.
1: So, with Jacksonville, you you're sitting here. You don't have uh, Leonard Fournette still, who most likely is not going to come back until after uh, the bye week.
0: Is that a bye low guy, or <laughs> is he just too fucking soft tissue injury guy? I,
1: I, well, here's the thing: if you can afford. To buy-low where you're not sacrificing wins in order to have him there for your stretch run, then absolutely he's a buy-low guy. Because look, when he comes back, look how, much, look how much they run the ball with Yeldon and all the other guys that they have. there. They're, they're giving them opportunities because they want to run the ball. And when Fournette's in there, he'll get the red zone opportunities. And this is where they've been struggling because you don't have that, who's our hammer? We're at the five-yard line. We can just give it to him three or four times and he's going to score yeah,
0: God, he's he's a disappointment.
1: So the other thing is, you look at Jabal Charles was uh, was out there, uh, five carries for five yards. Didn't look very good. Uh, but honestly, uh, at the same time, he was signed on Tuesday of last week. Right. So he Impressive didn't have, that He
0: actually got some carries.
1: Yeah, and, and then you got to figure this. So so all the people you know who who grabbed him are probably dropping him this week. That's not a smart move because. Look, as long as Fournette is still out there and they're looking for people who are potential playmakers, Charles is still a potential playmaker. We need to see, after he's had a game now, learn a little bit more of the offense, potentially be out there on more plays, uh, you know, especially if he yelled and he's getting winded or something like that, um, and and actually learn more than, you know, just probably just giving him inside runs every single time, which if you know Jamal Charles, that's really not the best thing for him either. He wasn't the leading. You know, he's a guy you want to get outside and use his speed and let him let him turn the corner.
0: Yeah. Uh, last time these guys played uh, December of last year, uh, Keelan Cole right in a great time for owners in the stretch um, had his best game ever with seven catches, 160, uh, 186 yards and a TD. Um, so let's see if uh, Cole has got that magic against this team in uh, in this next visit. Um, Didi Westbrook, though, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, th- he's been a great opportunity ever since. Uh, I think he's maybe this year's um, ske- Keelan Cole. Do you like Westbrook in this matchup, Had a TD. Is there anything? Uh, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, you're not yeah, worried, I mean, you're not I, worried I, about this this secondary so much?
1: The problem that I have with their wide receivers, D.D. Westbrook is, is has his role, right, as, as the uh, as that slot guy. So he's... He's getting more opportunities. And I think the problem that we saw because another guy that uh, did nothing last week after getting 15 targets the week before was Dante Moncrief. Yeah. So the problem you got with Cole and Moncrief is is which one's it going to be this week? And Shark is even getting some opportunities. And that's the other thing. So you have that guy coming in and you're stealing some of those things away too. So. Um, Westbrook is probably, I feel the the strongest play, uh, not the biggest boom play. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I still think that my I, I, I'm. It would be interesting to see this week exactly where the target share goes between Cole and Moncrief because going from uh, Moncrief had a hundred yard game and then like a seventy plus yard game and then he did nothing. So, I'm I'm are they just is he being phased out of the offense and they're trying to reestablish Cole or is this really going to be more of a Game by game
0: situation. It sounded like the whole team went out drinking uh, before that Dallas uh, forty seven just destruction. Uh, anything else you want to bring up, Yeldon?
1: Yeah. So Yeldon, I mean, is, is he is he awe inspiring? You know, when he gets a touchdown, yeah, it's great. You know, but um, you know he's. Only, he's gotten in the end zone. Before this week, he got in the end zone each of the previous two weeks. So that's that's the key. So, again, that's why, why you would buy into a four net. They want to give the ball to the running back and it's more safer uh, around the goal line. But at least he's getting volume. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at it and, and you're Houston, who's, you know, they're only giving up 340 yards of total, off, uh, total uh, offense to uh, opponents. It, it, I mean, you got some good guys there, but you look he can do it as a receiver, too. So if you're in a pinch and you're looking at him as a deep 12-14 team league as a, a running back two or a flex play, that, that's maybe where he slots in. But, it, you know, I don't think he's going to be giving you uh, the 120-plus yards from scrimmage with a touchdown. If he gets a touchdown, you're hoping for 80, 85 yards.
0: Yeah. Um seems like we've had a lot of, like, uh, overtime – Games We've had a lot of real close games this season. Uh, I think the word is that uh, through the first six weeks, 54 uh, of the games thus far have been decided by one score, which I think is incredible. Um, That seems like one that's going to be real, real close, decided by a field goal, maybe another O-tier.
1: Val Oh, that was a good one.
2: Hi, and I'm welcome to Taco Bell. What do you want? Is there a manager back there? Ta- this is the manager. My name's Dave. I'm the manager. What can I do for you? I'm just listening to you talking to people, and you're being a little rude. You say? You're being a little rude to some of these customers. Uh, you know, I'm, my parents are both rude. Uh, <laughs> and get some of it from them. Are you the manager of this store? <laughs> ma'am, you're talking to Dave, manager of the Taco Bell. <laughs> what would you yeah. like to eat today, ma'am? I'd like two. Cheese okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm not exactly a computer. Slow down, try it again, take it from the beginning. What do you think you were like right for you know, Two, three,
0: cheese, go. <laughs> I miss that guy. He was the greatest. I don't watch any late night have you seen yeah, the? Have you seen the? Yeah, did I, I, like, I like the Netflix stuff.
1: Do you see the, the?
0: What the hell is living on his face? Yeah, that thing's like he looks like Lovey Smith. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> become old man Santa, but David Letterman—that was a guy that I could watch in the background. Uh, whether you're studying, whether you're just chilling out, Dave in the background is uh, that guy's the greatest. Well, he was the
1: innovator at the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, from the stupid human tricks to stupid animal tricks to. Uh, Larry Bud Melman and was uh, it Triumph, Triumph the Triumph the dog? Wasn't that first through them? Or was probably that, pro- what was that
0: Conan? was that was
1: Conan. Conan. But he was a guy that was like you know they were uh, chucking the, the watermelons off of uh, off of the rooftops and stuff. So having a good time.
0: Oh, dude, the guy's the greatest. Um, let's go to Panthers. Gonna visit the Philadelphia Eagles. But before we do this, let's have a word from our sponsor. All right, we got the Panthers uh, coming off a tough loss last week to Washington. Um, you know they're 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 kind of right there in games, but uh, nobody's really worried too much about uh, Panthers on um, Panthers offense. They, I don't know, they're an enigma. I don't know what to say right now. When we got um, Cam in his in his prime. Uh, we, I just don't know. What to I just don't know what to say. This team really can't always get it done. I think the focus of this offense, in general, from a fantasy standpoint, is obviously two guys: Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. Pretty much two uh, starters anytime. If you got anything to say about them, great. I don't think we need to talk about it too much and well, those guys. I, I mean, no, you're, you're, you're playing
1: McCaffrey. McCaffrey you should have a bounce-back game after being uh, kind of stymied last week. It's going to be interesting, though. I mean, you're going on the road to Philadelphia uh, to an Eagles team at 3-3 three and three that is basically, you know, thank God they're in the division that they're in, but they're trying to right the ship from uh, their Super Bowl uh, hangover, which they've been experiencing, and this could be one of those kind of awakening a a type of a game, right? Because now that Wentz has been back, Alshon's been back, and we're seeing what all that's going on on the other side, which we'll talk about. But um, McCaffrey's gonna have to do some things in order to keep them in pace. And keep pace. What you're hoping for, maybe with uh, with Cam, is is maybe you know he's going to do it on the ground for you. So he's he's continued to give you those yards. He got 43 yards last week. This may be a game. You know, as he's kind of having to scramble as the uh, the the rush is coming in there. That maybe he gives you a 50-60 yard game uh, on the ground. Um, You're psyched to
0: have have Olsen back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, snap count wise, he pretty much played—you know, nine, uh, upwards ninety, upwards of hundred percent of the snaps. And he was fifty-nine second on, to sixty-one or something. And second
1: on the team in targets. Yeah, I mean, so look, Olsen's going to get his looks. Uh, Devin Funches, uh, great touchdown catch by the way, ooh, uh, pulling that one over ooh, over ooh. the dude's head. Um, but that's that's about the better games that you're going to get from Funches. There's DJ Moore is still interesting to me. Now he did have. his... First two catches, caught the ball, made nice play, and fumbled on both of them. Yeah. But they came back to him. So he ended up getting three more targets, caught two more, and well, ended up with 59 yards. Look, he's a bigger play receiver, too, and they need it. They, yeah. if, if this was on a team like, if he was on New England and he did this, he wouldn't see the field again for the next three, four weeks. Okay, but he's not. Yeah. He's on a team where they don't have any depth at wide receiver, and they need him to be uh, what they drafted him to be. So he's going to get his chances. And look, he can make those big plays downfield as well. So I would, as a waiver wire piece guy, You're in a deeper league. He's still sitting out there. This has got, you know, total progression written all over it for what he can become. So that's what you want to get. You want to get the guy that has barely even tapped into the potential and
0: get it before it starts to show. Love it. Couldn't agree more. Uh, You want to flip over to the other side? Yeah, let's flip it. All right, flip it. All right, uh, Eagles. What are you thinking on this one? This matchup, the uh, the Panthers are basically giving up uh, 22 points per game, pretty, uh pretty good amount, um, meaning uh, uh, they're a stouter defense. Do you think uh, Wentz and the boys can keep it going on? They've kind of, uh, they got this kind of beat-up backfield that are they going to, you know, let me just ask you this question first. Are they going to stay with this backfield? Is there going to be a trade? Is it? Is anything going to happen, or is Smallwood and the Clement uh, tandem what you're going to be running with uh, on the sophomore? And if that's the case, don't you think that really is, makes you more excited about Ertz and and, uh, and Alshon?
1: Kind of actually makes me less excited about those guys.
0: Um, well,
1: here's why. I, I just think that, or as far as Wentz, too, you would think, oh, well, this means it should be like the Andrew Luck show, where he's throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. But, uh, you know, uh, Peterman, right, or Peterson knows that Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson knows that they're going to need to run the ball when they get to later in the season when the weather is bad and 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 you're going to have to count these guys. Do I think that they're going to make the trade to bring in a LaShawn McCoy? No. That, that from all intents, uh, everything that's coming out of Buffalo, they're saying no. That's not going to happen. Um, are they going to get Jordan Howard from from the Bears? No. That's not going to happen either.
0: <laughs> you, got, you 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 thought about that in your head. Me and I, my buddies were like. Why don't Why don't they go grab Howard? Well, because they wanted like a
1: first for McCoy, and they would only give us like a third or a fourth at best probably for Howard. So why would you give that up when you're think you have a chance to actually do something yourself? No. So and also play in cold weather and need to have a big bat. Yeah. So um, what I worry about with Carson Wentz when I when I see this is that with their propensity to to do this and un, un, inability to really. Mm-hmm. Just dominate somebody in the run game. It allows defenses to play more balanced against them and also protect more against the pass. So, you know, he had a great game last week. He threw for the three touchdowns, but it's kind of like figure him as the Aaron Rodgers type of a guy that he's never given you the, the Drew Brees, the uh, Ben Roethlisberger, the Matt Ryan, the, the 450 yard passing game. Disgust with us. no games. D- right, disgust no games consistently good, but probably hovering with high games around 330, 340, uh, not anywhere close to 400 like some of these other guys.
0: Yeah. Do you know uh, Wentz, even missing that time, already has more passing yards than Cam Newton. Uh, Only has one passing TD less than him. So, um, he's he's getting it caught up a little bit. We know Cam Newton's uh, more about their running and getting getting it done that way, but uh, Pretty, pretty impressive that Carson is moving the ball and uh, and 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 winging it around quite a bit after missing those first three games.
1: Yeah, and the other thing too, you got to look at it. um, The two guys that are really the benefit it is uh, Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey. So Alshon, wow, he finally has his wide receiver red zone target now to pair with Zach Ertz. So this now is a matter of just which guy's going to win the the, has the best matchup off the line, who he's going to go for. You saw how they went twice. To Alshon last week uh, made me feel really good about a trade, getting rid of uh, Kenny Galladay and uh, to get Kelsey.
0: And you did what? what you do? Yeah. It was by
1: keeper league, so I had a trade. Kenny Galladay was at an auction value; he was at like six dollars. Uh, Christian Kirk, who's a protected yeah. player, doesn't have to be activated for another two for two more years, and my first round rookie pick next year for Travis Kelsey, who's at twelve dollars and a franchise tag player. Um, and uh, I got his second-round pick in 2020.
0: Wow. Nice. nice. I think it was good. It made my team no, by I, like I
1: was stacked on wide receivers, so I'm still starting Brandon Cooks, A.J. Green, and now Elshon Jeffrey instead of Kenny
0: Galladay. No, it's huge. Sacked, dude. Uh, love it. What do you think about... Uh, Aguilar? Well, Aguilar, the backfield. The, the backfield, like, so the
1: backfield okay. So the backfield, again, uh, we had that discussion last week. I, I was saying it was going to be Smallwood, and... and uh, uh, stags was kind of more adamant that it was going to be Clement because that was the way that the share was before, but uh, it kind of bared out that Smallwood got more of the work, and maybe Clement was a little bit more productive as a runner. So you know that always happens too. It's uh, a matter of who's the guy that's actually getting that those early harder yards, and then the next guy comes in and he gets the, oh the weaker defense or he's got the fresh legs. So I think they're about equal plays, but the one thing that we did see is that Corey Clement. Uh, and we know Smallwood can be, too. Good players into the uh, as receivers. Uh, but Clement was the one that was getting it done in that role last week. But I think it's going to be fluid between them. It's, it's a roll of the dice each week. You're not going to be too far off on either one, though. Cool. Uh, anything else to talk about in this game? No, so the other thing is this, Nelson Aguilar is... Um, you know, it was kind of a. He had that one fluke catch that was a tip ball that wasn't even intended for him that went <laughs> off Jeffrey that he caught and went for like big yards. So he was kind of not really uh, as targeted in that game. So as Alshon Jeffrey is kind of emerging, we're kind of seeing a regression uh, in Nelson Aguilar. For sure. So if you wanted to try to sell quick on that before that becomes. To
0: apparent to everybody else. Now <laughs> would be the time. <laughs> nice. Um, Minnesota Vikings are going to be heading out to MetLife Stadium playing the New York Jets. Uh, Jets coming off uh, a nice high-powered uh, 42-point game for them. Uh, without knowing, I've got to think that that's the highest scoring game of Sam Darnold's young career. Um, but we'll start with the Minnesota Vikings side. They're coming off that uh, that win over Arizona. Um, <clears throat> what do you think, uh, Cousins? Getting it done, uh, yardage. He's getting it done with the TDs. Uh, I don't know where he's sitting right now on total points, but uh, yeah, he he sagged a bit this
1: last week because he was coming off uh, Arizona kind of held him a bit in check. Only threw for 233 yards, one touchdown. Uh, one pick, but he did give you the awesome rushing touchdown. And what do they call that that touchdown dance that they're doing?
0: Oh, that's with, with the that, lazy that arms. The, arms uh, the, yeah, it's the uh, the floss or something. No, no,
1: no, that's not the floss. Oh, the floss
0: sorry. is where they're like you okay. move your arm back and forth like you're flossing. Oh, your that's the McGregor. It's the kind. Oh, it's of McGregor. the kind of McGregor. That's it's the the McGregor. McGregor. flailing arms. Because wasn't McGregor? No, McGregor was with Dallas, I guess. I don't know. who he, 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 he was with the Dallas. He showed football.
1: that I can throw a football a hell of a lot better than he can. I can throw a hell of a lot better than he can with my left
0: hand, my and off he's hand, left than he you. can. No, no.
1: I'm a Yeah, I, I can throw better with my left hand than he can with his strong hand.
0: Yes, as a lefty, yes. He, that was a terrible throw. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Cousins right now is sitting at uh, seventh uh, quarterback, 122 points. Um, if you got him, I, I've noticed literally that most people that have cousins kind of also have a pretty solid backup. And he gives them a headache. Like, I've got cousins in one league and Matt Ryan uh, in that same league. I have cousins in luck. Yeah, everybody that's got cousins he has got a solid backup. And he's doing great. But it's also that you got to Huge gains coming from the backup that you've got to consider, it and in many occasions start the other guy. Whereas Cousins become kind of a—he's uh, sort of a headache, as Matt Ryan is in the same way a little bit. You draft Matt Ryan probably as your second quarterback, but he's—he's he's giving you—you know—he's the number two quarterback right now in fantasy points. So now the guy that you draft ahead of him every week, you gotta like—you're like you want to get him in. You're like this is a game where he's gonna fall off, but you got it's. Seems like that's happened a lot with Matt Ryan and Cousins.
1: Yeah, you know what, though? I think with Cousins, you got to feel good about it. Do you think that Latavius Murray is going to have the same week this week that he had last week if Delvin Cook is not back? And the other thing is that this is what's been lacking, and this is also why Kirk Cousins has been putting up the numbers that they have. They have not been able to run the ball. When you're not able to run the ball, well, you got to throw.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's a game last week they were able to run the ball. And what kind of production did you get out of Cousins? 240 yards, one touchdown, and the rushing touchdown. So, huh. this is also what goes hand in hand. So, when you have that running game that is really picking up, it takes opportunities away from uh, the, the passing game. But at the same time, why do teams want to run? Teams want to run so they can actually keep their, their defense resting and not end up looking like the Bears did last week in the, in the whole second half against Miami. Yeah. You know, so. And plus they had the heat to deal with as
0: well. Well that's what I mean.
1: But it's like, you has got to get them rest. you got to get them rest. If you know that this is what you're dealing with, that these are the situations, yeah. then you want to be able to do that. And, so, and Minnesota also knows that they do have to go outside and play at Chicago and at Green Bay uh, This, you know, every year. So there's two more potential cold weather games that you have to deal with. And so you need to have the running game. So um, they're trying to establish it. I just think that uh, they can throw also against the Jets. And I think that they're going to have plenty of opportunities in this one. I think it's going to be uh, a kind of a higher scoring affair than you would normally think. I mean, this is not the Jets' defense of Muhammad Wilkerson and uh, Daryl Rivas and, and, and those those olden days. Uh, Bart Scott, that's not, not, not those guys. So, they're a decent defense, uh, but they're not anything that's like super special. They're probably middle of the pack uh, as, as it goes. And... I look at it and say, okay, well, number one, Evan Thielen, you know, is locked in. This guy gets 100 yards every week and gets the ridiculous target share. But this is a good week, potentially, I think, for Kyle Rudolph and for Stefan Diggs. And I think this may be the week that you actually see a Thielen regression week. And maybe he doesn't hit 100 yards this week. And I think it could just be those two other guys really kind of stepping up more. And we're going to see if Dalvin Cook comes back. But if he's not... Um, you can confidently play Latavius Murray because they're going to give him chances.
0: Totally. I wish I would have kept on. The, I dumped Latavius uh, a few weeks ago. Obviously, at this point, I wish I had kept him because now I'm probably going to need to go get him again because Devonta Freeman just got thrown on the IR. It um, kind of tells you a little strategy. Oh, Devonta
1: Freeman's on the IR?
0: they put him on today. He's you... groin surgery. So I wow, just, I just so you're that. telling
1: me that my Tevin Coleman now is a starter for the rest of the year.
0: Yes, but Tevin Coleman had less snaps, less touches than Niko Smith. Smith. I know. I'm sure we'll get to it when we get to that team. Uh, but, uh, but it's right. still good news. Oh, if yeah, you're the money, thank you.
1: It's a good news if you're a Tevin Coleman owner. and It also makes it good news for me. I now have a, a running back I can
0: trade. 100%, yeah. Devontae gone for the season. Wow. I traded, as, as I've said on the show, and you were on that thread, I traded uh, Kareem Hunt, one for Tuesday, for Devontae Adams, who's been lights out. Yeah, he, he has great. more points than than, than, uh, than even um, Hunt has alone, one-to-one, but I also, my other thing is I needed depth at running back. So I was, I, I was going for Devontae, coming off that injury Yeah. and so re-injured. He, he had a knee injury coming into it, he left with a foot and a groin injury. The thing that put him on IR, he had surgery on his groin. Well this is also one of the things He's that I've, done. I've, I've heard
1: so many times from athletes say, when you have an injury and it's not healed 100%, now you're doing things that you don't normally do in order to protect whatever that injury was. So yeah. If that's the knee, then you're doing different things. And when you do those different things, now you're susceptible to other injuries because it's not something that your body has been trained your entire life in dealing with. And so, 100%.
0: there you go. He, I don't think we'll ever be talking too much about Freeman uh, very much longer. Older guy, had that huge 400-carry season that just kind of ruined his career, as we've talked about. Um, all right, let's go over to the Jets' side. Um, you know, solid game. Darnold, uh, that's two games in a row where he's had a good one. I'm in rookie leagues. I have him. You're playing him there. You're not playing him in a normal redraft league. Um, but you could play him in, you know,
1: you you in a redraft league if you're in a 14- or 16-team league.
0: Yeah, uh, really deep league. You know, I mean, we're not talking—10-team league. Come on, guys. Yeah. You have a loaded lineup. I mean, yeah. He's not scratching. Absolutely. Um, but what I do like what's happening here is how this now puts into play, even though Anunua, you know, hasn't been— he He's got an ankle out, injury. Got an injury and started out hot and had a terrible fumble this week that, that, that really hurt him. Um, but you're kind of seeing prior starting to become a TD magnet. We saw, um, you know, Robbie have a have a game last week, and then um, I don't have a stats for this week, but and, uh, three for 39. But he, that you could see that they were definitely trying to uh, make a point of getting the ball a little bit. So who knows? We have uh, yeah, Drake Hurst just welcomed, welcomed we him. Yeah. He said nine targets, not or nine catches. Well, that was
1: because of a new one's injury. So once a new one went down, then he basically stepped in. But but look, there was immediate recognition for however, or whatever Darnold was doing. When you pepper a guy with ten targets, but he catches nine of them, nine for, there, there's, there's faith. And, and you got to have good feelings about Darnold, too. Look at him about growth. They're letting him play in New York, Right got 30 attempts, he completed 24 of them, so he's showing that he is that higher percentage type guy. He can make you know the big plays as well as uh, be a, a, a good consistent uh, manager of the, of, uh, of the
0: ball. Their offense is putting up 340 points uh, or yards a game and their, um, their points for is 27 and their defense is good enough right now and they're a solid defense even, in fan- even for fantasy owners as a team defense. Uh, they're two weeks in a row lighting it up um, he, they're show, he's showing that the team's three and three he had a rookie leading the helm he's able to put up points um, and they're putting up a lot of yards uh, so why not it's just gonna keep opening up more and more for him they're, they've got more confidence in him and he's got more confidence in himself. Not only really on the playbook, I bet you he knew that as well on week one, but operating that playbook. You know, it's different where you know how to read something, and then when you feel comfortable uh, not kind of knowing it secondhand, and it's it's a, it's a part of you and your muscle memory. You're actually playing to it, not just learning it.
1: Well, the other thing, too, he doesn't seem um, as scared as the other guys out there as, as a rookie quarterback, and it's one of those things, too, that experience means something, Right. How often did you see Baker Mayfield uh, or Josh Rosen um, or uh, Josh Allen, maybe Josh Allen more than the others, but taking taking hits, taking being uh, under a lot of pressure when they were in college? Sam Darnold was under extreme pressure in his last year at USC. They had no offensive line. He was making plays on the run all the time. That contributed to his lower completion percentage. So here's a guy that comes in. He's not necessarily having as much of the happy feet as the other guys in the standing in there because, hey, he's used to seeing pressure. He's been running around for the last year and a half uh, trying to avoid stuff. But let's talk about the running backs. Go for it. All right. So you had Isaiah Crowell that was coming off of the ridiculous, ridiculous game, yeah. <laughs> right? And you're, you're like, you're a Crowell, owner. you're like, all right, oh, he's yeah. going to be getting it again. They're going to give him the twenty carries. No, Bilal Powell had more carries than he did because. When it happens in a game, it happens in a, in, in, a, in a, you know, the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and again, a broken clock is right twice a day, that doesn't mean that you should be starting him with extreme confidence on a weekly basis because it's still a committee <laughs> backfield between him and Bilal Powell, and Powell is still the one that's going to do the damage as a receiver, and he's still going to get carries as well, so... You know, that's just my kind of wise up moment there. If you're looking at, uh, you know, you're talking about quickly too about the Terrell Pryor and Jermaine Curse. Let's see how bad the injury is to uh, Quincy Anunla. Um If anything, this is going to be potentially good if you're a Robbie Anderson owner because now this is more targets coming your way. You're still pretty much the the better uh, deep play threat. Curse is just one of those guys that just on every team he's been on, it just it's weird how he makes the plays. If you're in a deep league and you're looking for just... Uh, I need to pick up someone that, if a new one's out, provides me a good floor, uh, he's a, he's the floor.
0: He's the floor. He's the floor. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. We've got the uh, Chi-Town Bears. Uh, the Patriots are visiting us. Damn, I'm going to go to this game. What I was games? supposed to go to this
1: game, but I'm flying out that morning. Mm-hmm. So I will be watching the game uh, in... Uh,
0: uh Robinsville, New Jersey. Alright, I'm going to this fucking game. Fuck that. I wanna see I wanna see the goat here at, at Soldier Field. Um, alright. New England Patriots, four and two, looking like garbage as usual through the beginning. Uh, things have changed. Wanna shoot out. Uh, that game was so fucking awesome. Um, against Kansas City the other night. We went to that festival, but we left a little early and uh and, it was Travis Scott or, um, or whatchamacallit, uh, Arctic Monkeys, both of which I saw at Lollapalooza. Um, so we rolled and watched the second half of this game at an outdoor place. That game was fucking awesome. I was obviously rooting for Mahomes to stay undefeated, but Brady, back to stud mode, got um you know, uh, just no question, Gordon, understanding the playbook. I think the snap count that he was in was, the most of any uh, wide receiver on the team, maybe save for Edelman. I'll give you a little, a little dump um, on this team. Uh, Sony's on fire. James on fire. This team's on fire. Basically, everyone. Gronk it Gronk's kind of the only guy that's not on fire. Had right. a few nice catches, but.
1: Well, but the other thing too is that so Gronk is is finally going to start benefiting though so. Those of you that are Gronk owners and and have been disappointed with uh, the performance so far, uh, I completely understand. I own a 50% share of Gronk in all of my leagues. So uh, the problem had been he's getting not not just double teamed, he's getting triple teamed. And especially around the goal line because he didn't have Edelman, uh, he didn't have Josh Gordon out there. So now with those two guys out there, it makes a world of difference to what they can do. Uh, showing the confidence as D-Rex, as you were saying, uh, in, in throwing the ball to, to Gordon and, and having that faith and he got nine targets last week, you know, the timing is going to get better. He only caught five of them for 42 yards, but the week before he had the ridiculous uh, adjustment touchdown catch, that makes a huge difference in this offense. Then you add the fact of what um, uh, Julian Edelman brings and Edelman is that other guy that's working in the middle to help free up Gronk, so all of these things are going to work together and again with Gronkowski last week we saw him doing absolutely nothing. I think he had like one catch for 15 yards and all of a sudden on that last drive he had two more big catches and he finishes with 97 yards on the day. So look, the other thing is if you look at where Gronkowski is as far as his numbers compared to last year Realize that he has all of the incentive clauses are in his contract to do like one better than he did last year, have one more catch than he did last year with one more yard and one more touchdown or something like that. So, you know, and, and that was that's still you know you say oh you know it's not the it's not the fourteen hundred yard but it's at least a thousand yards with like twelve touchdowns and seventy seven catches. I'll take that from my number one tight end. Yeah. Who well, I'm not drafting in the first round anymore. I got him in the third round.
0: For sure. Gronky, uh yeah, I like. I, I think that's a great point. A lot of players are rising up, and now there's talent. Where at the beginning of the season, you, it was just like it felt like it all yeah, all Brady had was Gronk, and now there's so much more. And now it can kind of invert itself and kind of turn itself inside. And now you got to focus on a lot of guys, and Gronk's going uh, to be the guy that's going to benefit from such a thing. But Brady's benefiting the most from all this. He's going to go and have a. A uh, superb run, I think.
1: Well, and the thing is, too, they're facing the Bears at the perfect time. Khalil Mack has got something going on with his ankle, uh, they were so vague today, Fuck. they were so vague today in all the uh, the things that came out, they were almost saying that we, we x-rayed it, well, did you x-ray his ankle or it made it sound like they are waiting for an MRI? Because if you want to x-ray, you could just do an x-ray, but it made it sound like they had to wait for more diagnostic testing, which probably means that his ankle was still swollen up so bad that they couldn't do an MRI. Which that's worrisome. So you are most likely going to have either no Mac in this game, or you're going to have a limited Mac. And we saw at the end of that game against Miami, Mac was not. He was just basically kind of standing around. He couldn't. He couldn't. He was trying to juke guys. He couldn't yeah. drive through guys. He wasn't mauling people like he could. And the other Bears players were not able to step it up. Now, will the Bears be up for this game against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots? Yes. Will the defense, you know, they're not going to be in 100 degree heat, it's going to be a 55 degree day, it's going to be great football weather. So, but the problem for the Bears defense, and this is where you have to look at New England's offense, as it and also New England is a team that, you're not going to bury them and be winning this game. If you win, you're going to beat them on the last play of the game, or it's going to come down to the last drive, uh, unless something fluky else happens. And when the Bears have lost their games to... Both Miami and Green Bay, they've choked big leads late, and they've been victimized by the short passing game. Mm-hmm. Hello, Gronkowski. Hello,
0: Julian Alvin. Love it.
1: Val Love those two.
0: Hi, welcome to McDonald's.
1: What's in your Happy Meal? You have to prove to me that you're happy. You're not, you're not getting anything, all right? Uh, the Happy Meal is meal uh, change.
2: And and a
0: German potato salad, and uh, a side of lime Jello. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Sony Michelle uh, and anything with oh, the running backs, so, and then um, well, Sony Michelle has backs.
1: been a beast. The the Bears uh, defense after last week they were only averaging uh, giving up two hundred ninety six yards a game. Now they're giving up three hundred and forty three yards a game. There you go. Uh, thank you, Albert Wilson. Um, <laughs> Look, I would say who would, would I feel more comfortable playing? I would definitely feel more comfortable playing James White. I just have a feeling that even if you don't have Khalil Mack, with what we're seeing out of Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan playing at a much higher level and the way the linebackers are, are there and you got Akeem Hicks up the middle, if you're not going to be a receiver against the Bears, I think it's going to be more difficult to get the yards. now. That being said, are you going to bench him? Hell no, and he's got to hope for a touchdown. Are you going to get that 100 yard game out of him? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's going to be more one of those 22 carries for 78 yards with a score uh, if, it, if it goes with that way. And James White, this could be one of those games where James White um, may only get 4 or 5 carries on the game, but he could get 10, 10 11 targets in the passing game.
0: So, Michelle, if he gets a touchdown this week, 4 games in a row for the rookie. Uh, looking looking like a good, good kind of uh, compliment to what they have already there. Chicago Bears, Trubisky, nine touchdowns in his last two games. That is, I think, tied with what he had in his previous six or seven. So I remember I tweeted something out. There was a joke about how uh, many touchdowns Mahomes had had through his first four games versus how many um, Mitch had had through his first eight games or whatever. So Mitch wants to read the tweet, got pissed off, and uh, pulled it back in. But we lost. Mitch made some shite plays. Um, that was a crazy game. I mean, it was a, it was a good game. It was, it was just
1: improbable. Everything that happened in that game was – the, the first half was pretty much the Miami kicked their ass, and it was boring as a Bear fan. And then all of a sudden, that second half though, it turned out it was, well, was seven nothing in the first half, and the game finishes 38, 31-28. So <laughs> the Bears go off; they scored three touchdowns. They did it on like I, I want to say this is part of the problem where their defense got winded. It was three touchdowns on seven plays. Uh-huh. They had a one play drive. They had a four, uh, a, uh, like a or be a two, yeah, one play drive, a four play drive, and a, and a two play drive.
0: These guys need more time to rest. Yeah. I remember my buddy, like, went home. Literally. Sorry, says My buddy went home to take a shit at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Came back. He's like, uh, am I just wasting? Or did this game just totally change? I'm pretty sure it was 7-0 at half. Like, yeah. Quick. Two quick TDs uh, for the Bears. Uh, well, Jordan, here's where you, you got to feel though, right? Did the Bears' offense lose that game? No. No. It was the defense. No. I think feel like every week, I feel like this a little bit, but Mitch has got him. Make a couple more plays. Well, uh, but, but, but let's look at okay. he, he He's got... A, look, I, the interceptions... I'm, I'm not the interceptions, an I'm not no, no, an right. The interceptions... He's got is, to make a couple more plays. He, he makes... It's like almost if he makes two to four more plays per game, it's we can almost be undefeated. And well, again, that's not to put it on him. But he's, he's learning. He's got to get better at just like the execution and being, you know, 85% of the time great great plays. And, and limit it up. The interception he had in the end zone was horrible.
1: Okay, awesome. That was dumb. Uh, the one where he threw the touchdown to play after where he should have been picked off in the end zone, that was horrible. <laughs> uh, but but what the difference is is that you can feel better about this three-touchdown performance than you can against Tampa Bay's six-touchdown performance because you're on the road against a real defense. Okay, uh, This is not a, 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 a patchwork defense like Tampa Bay was. So... He led them down the field consistently. They, they, they should have scored uh, when Jordan Howard fumbled at the goal line. So he did everything he could to actually bring them in, into position. And you look at New England, New England is a good defense, but they're not a dominant defense, right? So if I'm looking at where the Bears are, they're going to need to put up points. And the difference now that you can finally look at the Bears, and, the, and it's not like the Bears are the trust men or anything else that we've ever seen. This is a different type of a coach, and Matt Nagy, you got to give him credit. Look at the adjustments that they made after they got shut out in the first half, and then they scored twenty-one points in the third quarter. So, and the one touchdown that he got to Anthony Miller, where that was scheme, and he just got—they lost him, and he was just wide
0: open. Yeah. and there was one—he was wide open on one that just was. that was—it was another one of those plays that was overthrown, overthrown. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember that was that one that was wide open. And I felt like he kind of dogged it a little bit after his initial cut. I think it was a, um, uh, uh, a short uh, skinny post. But it, it, Trubisky missed him. Again, I'm not going to knock on Trubisky. I'm liking what, liking what I'm seeing. Um, and I love what you say about the in-game um, adjustments. How do, you, how do you think that works, truly? With now you got so many things going on. Do you think that... You've got guys in your war room or up in the boxes, I mean, that are just sitting there and their whole job is say, this is open, this is open, and this is open, and within that 12, 15 minutes, he's conferring with his coaches and saying, you know, it, it, it's, it, it can't be one dude, and obviously there's a whole team of people, but I'd love to know the dynamic of how that those in-game adjustments really work.
1: Well, it has to be that, guy. I mean, number one, why do you run a script? You run your 15-play script to see... Find a tendency, find something that they're doing, that they're biting and saying, hey, we can do this again, he's over pursuing this play. Here now, in three different looks that we've given in similar looks, He's over pursued this three different times, now what we need to do is he's not—he's he's coming in and committing on the run. We need to play fake now. Now this will expose that and this can open the, that part up. Love you it. know, So those are the types of things that they're doing and guaranteed, look, now that they used to do it with all like the microfiche, right, and whatever, they have to print out their facsimile forms and, this. and look at it, now they can actually just sit there with their computer and roll through it. So let me quickly just go through the Bears players and then we can roll, yeah. past, roll past this. Uh, you, you have to start Tariq Cohen uh, if you got him. You know, the guy is they are trying to get him usage in any different way. He's become useful even in standard leagues because he's getting so many yards. Uh, PPR, it's, it's no-brainer. Jordan Howard, you're stuck having to play him, right? Unless you have better options. But just understand, he may be a guy that you want to sell off. He's not gonna get the 12 touchdowns at the end of the year. He's not gonna get, he's gonna get you a touchdown maybe every other week if you're lucky. Um, and he's uh, not going to get you 20-25 carries unless they just totally are way ahead in the game and the game plan dictates. Expect him to be in that committed backfield. 15-20 to 20 touches total in the game. Still a decent amount, but not the kind that he needs to run people over in the, in the second half. Um, Ellie and when
0: the ball at the one-yard line... And you're fumbling it, yeah. where you get that's that that could be your role is just get it get a touchdown. And some games you're hot, some games it's Tariq. They want to keep it spread more open. It, you know, I'm not saying he's not going to get goal line touches anymore, but when you when you puts that up, you are already in murky water and uh, on the outs. And now it's like, ugh.
1: Well, and that's the other problem that you have. It's murky waters when you're looking at the Bears' wide receivers because if you're starting any of them, you're never going to be able to count on any of them. Any of them getting you just ridiculous the the, the target shares that we're talking about, 14, 15 targets because this is nothing that's good about Mitch Trubisky though, right? This is why he has become viable as is is consistently on my waiver thing since since he showed it because he can do this because he spreads the ball out to everybody. So your Anthony Miller, your Taylor Gabriel, your Allen Robinson, your Trey Burton, they're all going to be getting close to the same target share. So it's what you do with it. Who's going to be the guy that breaks the big play? So the main benefactor in that situation is Trubisky. Yes. And Trubisky is a great streaming quarterback if you're looking for one this week. They're going to be in a shootout. He's guaranteed he's going to have to probably throw for 350 yards if the Bears are going to win. Uh, even in a loss, he'll probably throw for uh, 300. Uh, he might throw three
0: picks, but he'll probably also throw you three touchdowns. And he'll probably also make you run, run for some... Oh, that's uh, the other thing. He's just dynamic. Well, I mean... It sucks because I don't want him to get hurt, and he's, it's just not sustainable. But in my opinion, and I like a lot of things I'm seeing with troops, when he pulls the ball in and runs, he's a top five running quarterback. I mean, he looks to me better than Mariota ever has, honestly. Well, listen, listen. Did you notice
1: they kept running like the the
0: uh, the, the read, pass read option? Yeah.
1: And they kept it up, uh-huh. and they kept hammering Jordan Howard, and then he broke that big run, right? And then after that, they still ran it another like another one or two times because they have to show it. He has to run yes. with the ball. But if you noticed, he like turned the corner. It was a third down and four, and there were defenders coming, and he was two yards short. Yeah. He didn't. C.J. Beathard didn't throw his, his head out there and get destroyed. Yeah. He slid. Yeah. He got down. It was like okay, we didn't get it. <laughs> Live for another play. But that yes. that show makes defenses now know hey, he will keep it. Yeah, and that's what he has to show, and then that also will open up more things potentially downfield. So, who's
0: the guy? Man, he sets sets it up and keeps going to it. For He, 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 he can I play as a I have a question. Have yeah.
1: So, which Bears wide receiver do you want for the rest of the year? Do you want Anthony Miller? Do you want Taylor Gabriel? Or do you want Allen Robinson? And I know who I want. I want Anthony Miller. I want Taylor Gabriel. Just because you're seeing him chuck the ball down? Here's- I want Anthony Miller long-term. Taylor Gabriel... They're giving him end around sweeps. There, he's that he's that
0: speeds flash guy. It, here's the reason why the game, Gabriel in that game. Again, going back to Trubisky, his long ball is such an arcer. If he could throw a forty yard pass on a on a on a drive like Mahomes, Brady, and some other his and, and breathe his long ball yeah. is such a sky ball, dude. And it just has never... Gabriel could have had an, an extra touchdown. It wasn't a
1: sky ball. It was... It was he, just, he needed
0: to sky it more. He it was it a it lower... So it it, it no, just doesn't work. Maybe that was what it was.
1: Because the trajectory when it was coming down, it was just so short. The one that got picked, He's, that was... Throw, in,
0: yeah, he yeah. throws it so high. Like, if he could just add a stronger arm or he could just gun it with a little more ease for or, 40 or yards... have Then faith. I Gabriel a little or more. Or have faith. I'm going
1: to throw it. You have to go and catch it. Anyone watch Monday Night Football? Did, did you see C.J. Beathren threw that ball? Only one guy was going to catch that ball. It was Marquise Goodwin. And he had to turn on the extra jets to get there. But when a wide receiver sees it and they run fast, they want to do that. They yeah. want to be running away from the guy that's behind them.
0: <laughs> I want to make a sweet play in front I wanna of I want to be people. like, zip, catch, and go to the end zone. Hello. All right. I'm, everyone likes sending me the I'm paycheck. getting to the end zone. I'm going,
1: fail, Not as loud as that
0: last one.
2: Four Taco Supremes and one Nacho Supreme. Can you order a little more food? (laughs) What? I I am one Taco Supreme away from being employee of the month. (laughs) I'm not going to pay for eight and two tacos. Yeah, but I'm going to put you down for eight. You understand what I'm saying? So the paperwork will look like you ordered eight. All right, no problem. I'm and, and I'm going to have to charge you for the whole thing. And then, then, but then, if you give me your address, I can reimburse you. Stop that, buddy. I ain't doing that. I'll just send you like a check in a month. <laughs> Dude, man, I don't have any more money. What do you want me to do? Listen to me. I'm going to give you the money back, all right? Look, forget it, Dad. <laughs> like, you think you are? And okay. come to the window, like you don't know me, okay? How you doing? Uh, oh. We don't know each other, right? We don't know each other. Uh, know each
0: other. Yeah. <laughs> that is too good. Oh my God, that's too good. Gene, fucking genius. All right, well we're gonna double down here, and before we get to this next game, do us a favor and listen to a word from our sponsor. We have got Buffalo Bills, the Indianapolis Colts, and so we speed it up a little bit. We're gonna gar- run cruise through this one. Buffalo Bills, is there anyone worth starting?
1: Well, I mean the only McCoy. person McCoy is the only person that is worth of any value. Um, you know, at least, you know, last week Say had
0: a touchdown finally.
1: Yeah, well he, but he had sixteen carries for seventy-three yards, he had three catches for twenty-one, he didn't get the end zone. Uh, Zay, yes, Zay had the touchdown. It was a great play. He was targeted eight times, only had three catches for 35 yards. So, no, uh, uh, Josh Allen threw for 84 yards last week. You don't need to talk about Buffalo. This is a team that is completely in rebuild mode. Where you're going to see the growth from, I have no idea. Kelvin Benjamin doesn't give you anything. You don't have anyone that can stretch the field, do anything that's really going to make a damn bit of a difference. So it's LaShawn McCoy, nothing else, and even with him, you're hoping that they're highlighting him so that he can get a uh, a gig somewhere else maybe bring you a high
0: return. I might be wrong, but we were watching that game and I, I believe Nathan Peterman, if it wasn't his first throw, he had an interception with him his first. Jesus. It's, it's hilarious. My, my buddy, just to tell a story, <laughs> my buddy last year in the Playoffs, yes, in the playoffs. Um he started we have that rookie must start a rookie. He started Nate Nate Peter uh Peterson Lost uh, lost, yeah, lost, lost, lost like, he had like what nine minus nine points. Yeah he had like five good exceptions or Yeah, something. ten minus ten points. My buddy, he still would have lost, but he's like at that rate it was better than me keeping the position open, obviously. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. he sucks. Alright, let's go over to the Colts. Um, coming off uh, that close matchup we mentioned earlier with the Jets, um, offense is throwing out a shite load of yards let's, every week. Let's
1: give them good news. Marlon Mack, your guy. Yeah. All right. 12 carries, 89 yards. He got the line share work. He did a good job. Busted out a 25-yard run. Um, you know, only had one 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 of two targets uh, for a catch for four yards. He so wasn't really doing it there. No touchdowns. Um, but... That finally gave them some stability. So again, what did it do to a fringe player in Naheem Hines? Kind of bore yeah. that down a lot, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, because when you're, when you're uh, committing more that way, um, it, it hurt. Now you, you also didn't have T.Y. Hilton, and that's also a game where you would say, if Hines didn't do it in that game, you didn't have
0: T.Y. Hilton who was going to get that uh, target share. Well, that's concerning. What are your expectations going for? Now, now Real quick. Go ahead. No, quick. no. I'm, I was going to ask you, and I don't, I don't know if you are or I know the answer, but T.Y. Hilton? When's this guy, how long is this dude out? I'm not 100% sure. I think it's thing I'm going to look at. I,
1: I think he's week to week, but, but here's what you got to still have faith in. So, Andrew Luck, uh, he was thrown for like over 50 attempts like the past three weeks, I think. only had 43 attempts last week. But again, it always comes late in the games, and he just saves you. Yeah. 301 yards, uh, four touchdowns, three interceptions. The, I'm playing my buddy, and, <laughs> and I got Luck. And it's like I have him in two leagues, and I have him with the, the Cousins, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I started Cousins. And I'm like, I should have started Luck. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, and Luck throws, like, the first, first pass of the game, where it was like, yeah, like, one fl- completion, then interception. And then it's like... Two interceptions. I'm like, wait a minute. How do I have negative 3.95 points? What the hell is going on here?
0: <laughs> and and you, there was one play, even in the second half, more down the stretch, where he threw the worst ball I've ever seen, the most easily intercepted pass ever, and the guy botched it. Yep. I mean, I was like, Jesus, what was he looking at there? But as long
1: as Ty is out, and now that Marlon Mack is back, okay, so Mack is a guy that you can add, uh, I think, as well in, in uh, oh, for sure in, in fantasy leagues here. Um, Heinz is a guy that you are need to now, you know he's still going to be a PPR guy that you, you want to hold on to because Mac is not necessarily showing that he can do it as a receiver Wait, or stay on the field. Well, or stay on the field, right? right. So the, the potential for for everything to come back, and again, being that they're all young, they're going to give these guys their chances, especially if they ever bear that they're out of the game, out of the playoffs. Uh, Cheshire Rodgers, I mean the guy gets targets. The guy just gets targets. Yeah. Ten targets again. Uh, especially with T.Y. Hilton out. He only had uh, four catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's not going to be a guy that if you're ever looking at him, to be like, oh, in a dynasty league, should I maybe be thinking about my... No, 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 run away, run away. He's a in a situation where, based on them not having any strong running attack, that they don't have any depth at wide receiver, or T.Y. Hilton's hurt. He's asserted it himself. And even when T.Y. comes back, he's going to still get the the next share of targets, especially since you don't have Jack Doyle.
0: Yeah. And Eric Ebron's... What still... about Ebron? No, Ebron's the stuff. I mean, he... 176 yards, three TDs in the last two games. You... Uh, he's, he's fucking just on fire. Uh, I'll, I'll do a quick look right now. I think he is number three. It's loading, loading. Come on, buddy. Um, What'd you find out about the T.Y. Hilton injury? I found out like just what you said. He's day-to-day. Uh, Ebron Oh Ebron's a little lower than I thought No he's number one That's, That makes sense Ebron's a number Higher than Kelsey Higher than Ertz Higher than Gronkowski Right now Eric Ebron Number one tight end
1: And this is what happens football. How do you win your fantasy football leagues Here's a guy that could have been picked up off the waiver wire in
0: week one Right Or you could have gotten him in, in round 14 or 15 in your, in your league He got drafted in very 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 few leagues around. Right uh, Yeah good for him I think right now, Detroit's thinking, whoa, why the fuck do we let that well, go? And, in and anyway?
1: a, a lot of times, that's what happens, too. And we'll, we'll move on, but a lot of times what happens is you draft a guy, and here's the other thing. And I'm in all these dynasty leagues where we do rookie drafts, and you can only keep them for like a certain number of years, and you can either give them a long-term contract, or you tag them, or you have to get rid of them, because you can only he keep a certain contracts. The these guys are Like dra- I drafted Tyler Boyd in my 16-team league. He's not on my team anymore. Somebody else is reaping the benefits, but he reaped the benefits for them after sitting on the waiver wire for a year and a half. Yeah.
0: Crazy. No, I know. It's not it's nuts. Awesome. Um like I, have, going, at, I,
1: I, have, I have Chris Connolly. How long should I continue to wait on Chris Connolly before I drop him in my 16 team league? I think I think I think had they not gotten uh He'll end, end up going to another team and becoming that receiver. Oh god. You see I, what I mean? I, I, it'll be a year dude. and a half or
0: two years it'll be two years from now. He's good. Well, <laughs> He'll be good for somebody else. Sorry, buddy. Um, All right. uh, Cleveland Browns at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's burn through this one. I'm going to let you do your thing for a minute. All right. So,
1: well, one of the things that you can feel good about when you're looking at Cleveland in this game is that they're playing the Buccaneers. Uh, This is a patchwork, patch quilt, uh, non-stick defense. So, I look at Baker Mayfield, who has been, they're giving him the opportunity to chuck the ball over the field. He will do that, but instead of only completing 50% of his passes, this will be a game that he'll be able to complete 60 to 65% of his passes. He should throw for over 325 yards. He should throw for three touchdowns. So if he's going to do that, well, who's he going to give it to? Uh, Look for uh, Jarvis Landry to to finally have a good game uh, with Baker Mayfield after coming off of his nine targets and two catches for 11 yards. Uh, Look for Njoku. Njoku is just proving that this is the, the type of uh, Player they wanted a tight end. He is going to have a big game against Tampa Bay uh, And then I also look for I look for a, a little bit of a combination here uh, between Antonio Callaway and, and Damian Ratliff as to I'm not sure which one of the guys is going to have that big deep uh, down the field play, but one of them will uh, as far as the running backs go I think that this is again, uh, D Rex, where you, you gotta think that, that that Carlos Hyde is gonna continue to get the vocal carries here because if Buffalo is going to not trade LaShawn McCoy, because if they're not willing to do it uh, with, with Philadelphia, and if the Bears are not gonna trade Jordan Howard, well, the next probably most viable guy to go after is
0: Carlos Hyde. He, you know, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't any trouble waiting in the background why would you know it's amazing because i usually I don't I watch football with Daisy sometimes I go out for beers but I'm usually doing it with people that aren't as like into football and stats and stuff watching all the games on Sunday with all the guys, you know six of the guys five of the guys in my league guys that I've been in leagues two or three of the guys have been in leagues with since 1988 good fantasy people that know this shit all these things you're talking about. But the, we had the long conversations. Like, why would they not? Why would the Browns not trade Hyde? Mm-hmm. Go see if you can get something for him. If you can't, then trade Chubb. Right. You got Hyde and you like Hyde, then trade Chubb and give him to a team that might, you know, you might. I think it's face. more
1: that they like Chubb, and, and if you
0: can highlight Hyde
1: because you didn't pay. Hyde's can. Hyde's dog. Right. But, but the they, difference they, is this: they, if you're trading Chubb, you're not showing enough to trade him. You're actually showing that you don't want to trade him. I I see what you're saying. Because if you played him a lot, with him being on a rookie contract, and knowing that you had him for four years or or whatever it is, you would want that more uh, valuable as a trade aspect. You paid Carlos... Isn't he on a one-year contract? He's on a proven contract?
0: Uh, Sort of. I think it's a couple years. If you
1: could pull because a team team wants to have that that guy and you could pull a third-round pick for him... I'm, it, you I, would do it all day, even if you can get a fourth round
0: pick. You may do it all day. I agree, and he looks good. We're not, we're not, we're not talking negatively right. about because well, no, because understand. we're saying the Bills. Gives, the Bills, longer guys, let Johnson, who you gave a shitload of money to. Well, maybe they can trade Duke Johnson too. Fair enough. I mean, we were talking about they got three guys. The longer they don't let one guy proliferate and become the guy, and I do think Hyde looked great. The longer they sit around and wait on this. The less value they have in some opportunity. So, I I would not be surprised if one of those guys moves. I think Stag Party doesn't agree with me. Um, But, Stag Party's right a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, that's why we have him do our rankings. (laughs) Staggy. By the way, in our rankings, give a shout out to Stag Party. All the great stuff that he does. But um, Him uh, and Wheeler do our player rankings on a weekly basis. And, Through six weeks, the the results won't be out for uh, through. I mean, through five weeks, the results won't be out. Through six weeks, until I think tomorrow on Wednesday. But through five weeks, Wheeler one part of our uh, our player rankings. He does his rankings, and Staggs does his rankings, and we do an average of those. Wheeler's the number one guy through the season. uh, Through those um, five games, or or, uh, five games, yes, on uh, Fantasy Pros. So. Shout out Wheeler! Wheeler. Wheeler. Hey, follow him, just so you don't know, follow FF Wheeler. I, I, if you've been listening to our show, we've already talked about this enough, but it's at FF underscore Wheeler, W H E E L E R, and then Stag parties at uh, Pyro Stag, which is P Y R O S T A G. Here's for Wheeler. Gotta give him
1: a gut. Welcome Wheeler, now you get a sound bite. Wheeler. <laughs>
2: You want
0: the wax and the wheel job? Wheeler! Wheel job! Wheel job! Wheel job, well done. Wheel job, well done. Oh my
1: god. Well done. Alright, let's keep going on. Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. Alright, well, good news. Uh, Jameis Winston came back in as quarterback. You wanted to know, uh, would he be able to do the same type of things that Ryan Fitzpatrick was able to do in this offense? Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Uh, Throws for 395 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. uh, Runs for 31 yards. uh, You know, against a Falcons team that that is not a good defense, obviously. But it's what we expected. We said last week uh, that was going to be a high-scoring affair. Now, Cleveland is that team that we talked about earlier, like the Tennessee, uh, the the stymieing Buffalo, these teams that just kind of stymie your offense a little bit, Right. Um, Same type of thing, you know, uh, here. So Cleveland, but they're on the road. And so going down into, it's not Miami heat, so I don't think it's going to be the same type of an effect like the Bears had going down there. But uh, this is one of those ones where Cleveland is not necessarily in as great of an element. You look at what uh, they're doing in Tampa Bay, they're really not... Even trying to focus on the run that much. They're, they understand that Peyton Barber is not, is not really a, a true answer. He had a great week last week. Again, bad defense, um, but only had 13 carries. They're going to throw the ball because where are all their weapons? You got Mike Evans, you got Deshaun Jackson, you got O.J. Howard, uh, Cameron Brady, who had the first catch for a touchdown that didn't see a ball again, and then O.J. Howard. So you got to feel good now if you're an O.J. Howard investor. Right? Yeah. He's going to start potentially wasn't long, getting. wasn't
0: a long injury. Yeah. And, and then he's so that was my fear with him. And the break coming back with Winston, who he has a good rapport with. But if OJ saw some major time, I agree with you. OJ didn't and it's miss the game.
1: And it's a, it's a new offensive coordinator. They finally don't have the same. Bullish approach where they're trying to just you know run the ball and do this and, and and now they're actually letting this be a wide open offense and in this division it's probably the best course of action you know because yeah. and with the defense that you have you're going to have to score a lot of points
0: for sure and if Adams can gets some more touchdowns he's going to be just uh, a beast he's already having a nice season but you've got uh, you know Godwin who's got the five touchdowns in the last six games. And you're sitting there with Evans, who's only got three touchdowns on uh, the season, but he's still having a nice. He's still getting catches. He's part of that Fitz magic. And then, now, like you said at the start of this uh, this moment, and it, Winston is going to be able to throw up those epic numbers as well. Yeah, and look forward to continue. So, all of these guys
1: become viable. So, yes, uh, Godwin is a potential flex play, especially with bye weeks that are coming up here. Mike Evans should be a dominator. Um, and O.J. Howard, I think, is just going to be a, a stronger potential play. Now, what'll be interesting is uh, to see where when does the shift come, and it could become uh, because the defense is so bad that they just start sliding out of uh, potential with what uh, New, New Orleans is doing in that division, right? So, with what New Orleans is is, is doing, if they run away and uh, Tampa Bay kind of falls out. Well, we get toward week 10, 11, and 12. Then you're looking at don't sleep on Ronald Jones. This is when the, the rookie think is going to get a lot more looks. He's probably going get, to start getting a lot more looks within about two weeks. So I would keep your feelers out on that too. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you have that younger guy that's just having problems in the blocking scheme, and when you throw the ball as much as this team does,
0: you got to block. Yeah, well, I put uh, Jones uh, the second on your pickups piece for the week. And on Twitter, someone's like, hey, Barber had a nice game, you know, and he did. Had a touchdown yeah. catch, had, you know, talked about it. Uh, over 100-yard scrimmage, only the second time in his career he's ever done that. But I couldn't agree more. Every season, there is a guy, and it's usually is a uh, player that either comes out of absolutely nowhere and lights it up, like a Lindsey, or a guy that's some draft capital was spent on. And the season is... Isn't what you thought it would be, and you yeah, already thought that guy was going to be a part of this season. But it, at the end, it doesn't matter what sink or swim. This guy, might, we might cut this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, and I think Jones was a second rounder. Um, he's yeah, he was, he was. He was. He was like early the second, second round. He was
1: like the second. Like the no more than the third or fourth running back. Top four. top four. Yeah, it's
0: um, yes, early second round guy. Um, he is going to be getting opportunities. I don't care how good Peyton Barber. That's the first game, good Peyton Barber game we've had this year. Mm-hmm. I agree. And in the graphic, just so you know, because I knew that, that I would get that response. I'd check it out the next time you're on Pyro. But I have, I have as a graphic guy his name. And then in parentheses smaller, it says, Forshee. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it in orange in there in their orange color because I knew like everybody, dude, made a bar, very good week. This guy hasn't done shit. But he had one carry or something oh, like that. He didn't nice. have a good game at all, you know. Right. But this, you gotta. In the way the waiver wire works, as you know, if this guy lights it up and has an awesome game, and you're number eight on the waiver wire, and you want him. You know, have you gotta kind of have a deep bench and, and have that foreshadowing mentality, uh, and it sometimes doesn't work out. Well, and this is that. also
1: where where it goes to. Unless you have a rookie that is truly gonna be like you can guarantee is you can start, like Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Right. When you're drafting all these other ones, like people drafted Royce Freeman as like the, the number twenty-three or whatever running back, they're not getting that production out of him. No. Okay, so if you can be smarter, and I had to teach myself this because all of my dynasty leagues, I get so involved with in these rookies yeah. that, and as you do as well in your rookie yeah, league, yeah. that you just want to draft them. And then you end up being like, I drafted five rookies. Why do I have no depth on my bench? Because you drafted five rookies. It's, painful. it's better to draft maybe one. I, I live with myself in an 18, 18 team, uh, 18 bench uh, spots or 18 roster spots. I limit myself to two rookies. <laughs> Smart. And then I can worry about grabbing them on the waiver wire and try to make a move.
0: They always they always come out of nowhere. And people drop them as well. People drop them as well. Ito Smith was was picked up in a rookie league in my league this week, and I, I it's a rookie must play a rookie spot. I'm just pissed off. Obviously now it's easier said with Freeman out, but Freeman was hurt this week. Guy was on the waiver wire. He wasn't. He he passed the waiver wire. He's a free agent. You know what it is. And I didn't grab him. And it's just like a little bit annoying.
1: Here's where you got to understand: if you're a Tevin Coleman owner, with that, just going back to it. Yeah. Edo Smith's a rookie. Uh, Tevin Coleman isn't going to be a free agent after this year. Yeah. So aren't they really trying to say, hey, we want to give as much to Edo Smith to find out exactly what we have now, especially that Devonta Freeman is gone to know or are they are they trying are they gonna, are they give gonna the nod? Yeah. give the nod now to tevin coleman and say no look hey let's give you the workload back you do this here this guy's always off injured and yeah. whatever you we're might gonna, be, we're you gonna we're gonna invest in you we're gonna you invest in you and
0: give the money right and right and 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 there's a third option there are both no we're gonna let we're gonna we, we're gonna let Tevin Coleman sign high. We've seen it we think he's a good player we like him but we're not about to throw a bunch of money at him but let's wear him into the ground this year before he goes. <laughs> but again, I think it's like they're, they're trying to also... It's say, they love, you know. It's but Edo's
1: he getting the touchdown, so it's like they're, they're you know.
0: They might just be like, hey, we're not having a great season. Let's not fuck up Edo. Let's fuck up the, our uh, our guy that's going to play for something. Yeah, well,
1: you know, year. we're covering a lot of our conversation for that late game that's coming up with that. Good, the, with good.
0: The I like it. Well, let's move on. This is another game I think we can totally breeze through. Um this is going to be the Detroit Lions, Miami Dolphins. Before we get into that, give us a listen to these. All right, Detroit at Miami. Um, Detroit coming off the bye week. So they're they're hopefully not prepping past the Miami Dolphins who are Four and two, better record in there. Um, well, I think
1: after they saw what the Bears uh, ran into there last week, that they're pay, yeah. paying attention at, at this point. Yeah, is Carry
0: on? I mean, I think let's start with let's start at a weird spot. Is Carry on hurt? Um, I know he got injured at the last game. I'm going to do a little search right now. Um, yeah, yeah no, no, to no, my
1: no. knowledge, I, I have not had any news that he was hurt.
0: Go, go, uh, he's got a little banged up, I think, in the game. Do, do, uh, you know, the other parts. I'm going to find out where carry on well, is. Well, I
1: think, I think he's okay. And I think the, the question still remains is the question that we've had every week as far as this running attack is why are you consistently still giving so many carries to LeGarrett Blood? Now, maybe this is because, uh, you just don't want to expose carry on as much, but he has been better. Um, and the other thing that you can guarantee in this He's offense... He's all good. Right. The other thing that you guarantee in this offense is, the, the, the question goes into the passing game, right? It's in the receivers. It's Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. Okay? Well, we know that they're going to be heavily invested in making Galladay potentially be their guy for the long term. But Golden Tate is the best of the three and the most consistent of the three. Kenny Galladay does not affect Golden Tate. Kenny Galladay affects Marvin Jones. And so the problem is that you're seeing with Marvin Jones that he's not getting the 8, 9, 10, 11 targets at all. He's getting the 4, 5, 6, 7 targets. So, with those four, five, six, seven targets, those 120 yard games, 108 yard games are now becoming 78 yard games and 57 yard games. Sure. And Kenny Galladay is showing that he can do potentially even more uh, as, as that deeper play threat. And so he may only be getting eight, nine, seven, eight, nine targets a game, almost kind of maybe are targeting him, but he's also getting him on the bigger plays, and he's the one that's hitting for the 91, uh, 85, 101 yard games.
0: Yeah, well, Tate and Galladay are, are basically sitting around the the, uh, the same amount of production across the board. Tate's got a little bit more scoring than him, but Mar- the Marvin Jones uh, era one year, last year, um, is it, it, it seems to have passed. We, even at the beginning of the season when he was getting on the red zone targets, he wasn't catching them. So I think he's dinged up, though, too. I think there's something, there's something there, but I think in general – because there's still St- good, Listen Stafford's not sure. stupid enough To know that Like, I think that Galladay Is the best wide receiver On the team Yes I I, just, I, 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 I believe think, no. I think I think that Stafford Knows that and I think When Stafford's not going for the best wide receiver On the team He's going for the Hardest to tackle Grittiest Fucking mm-hmm. Gonna catch every ball I throw his way Even when I sidearm it and It doesn't come around So I think that There's plays That are set for Marvin mm-hmm. And when they don't hit They don't hit But I think these guys, Galladay and Tate, are playmakers.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, but I also think that who's the tight end here? Oh, yes, exactly. So there's room for Marvin Jones. There's room for you to be able to actually have. You know, like trying to think, who are the greatest trios of all time?
0: I mean, I don't want to read Moss and uh, uh, Chris. Uh, Chris Carter, Carter, right. So, the, so that's that's, that's the, the, there was the one that was actually I was the uh, Herman Moore and who was the third Johnny Morton was it Johnny Morton yeah so those guys were badass that's a lion trio that was they all had three th- had a thousand a thousand yards in one not, season not
1: not to the higher level but you had Isaac Bruce Torrey Holt Nazir Hakeem mm-hmm.
0: but the the Lions one might be the best because they all had a thousand yards right. But so mean, like those, those, I mean, the back in Denver days, those guys probably all had like seven hundred yards. <laughs> so
1: let's 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 let's. I'll do a little hypothesizing. Whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. But I like he, I like he'll take a risk. Yeah, here's, but here's well, here's what I'm thinking. The Lions didn't. They knew they had something special in Galladay, but you really hadn't seen it on a consistent basis. So you go into this year, and Marvin Jones is installed as your number two. And then Galladay just starts making plays. And so all of a sudden things have to start changing on the fly, right? And so you're incorporating in more, you're trying to figure out what exactly are we gonna do. Maybe their buy came at the perfect time for these guys. Ooh. Maybe now they can they figure out, you know what, we are gonna run 85% of our offense as three wide receiver sets or more. So that we're gonna have all three of these guys on the field at all times and we're gonna maximize what the potential is because now we're letting Stafford who is great at making progressions and reads anyway have three great options to throw to and hey as an offense as a coach as a whatever I just want to be able to take advantage of whatever I got.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Now the other thing would be if that's the case, now maybe they've also wised up in this bye week. And they've realized that carry-on Johnson adds so much more to this offense that if you're going to run these three wide sets, that having LeGarrette Bluff back there for 14 runs a game is counterintuitive. (laughs) And unless you're running a play action out of it, um, that you'd rather have a guy that's more dynamic and also potentially have both carry-on Johnson in the backfield and also have Theo Riddick Flashing in the backfield and being able to roll out as a wide receiver. Now you've actually got a, a complete spread where if you're able to have all those guys out there, think about what on Johnson could do if the, the defensive spread covering Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, and Theo Riddick. And a tight end.
0: And I, and I think it works perfectly, especially if Kerryon, and shown he, he can. I don't have to catch that's and target stats right in front of me at the moment, but if he can catch the ball out of the backfield, then you've got even more. Then you, then you don't have to, like, because, like, when Riddick gets in, you know he's kind of not running it. Yeah. And he's a great third down back, you know, over the last few seasons. I think he probably leads all uh, running backs and receptions. But... He, he, you know what you know what you're doing when you when you've got uh, Riddick back there. So I couldn't agree more across the board. I think we can move on from um, the Lions' side of that one. Uh, so so the other
1: thing here's another interesting tidbit, just like weird thing, right? Uh, is that you have the Dolphins for the second week in a row. Not only like are the Bears playing uh, a new uh, a AFC East opponent for each four weeks in a row. I don't know if you realize that. In the no. Central. So we played um, We played the Dolphins. Then we're playing New England. Then we're playing the Jets. And then we're playing, um, who's the other one? Buffalo. So they were, they were, so. Sweet. And Miami now is playing their second NFC cent- North, uh, Central, NFC North opponent in a row and their second NFC North opponent in a row coming off of a bye. Think about how the bias was against Miami. Oh, not only are we gonna make you play against a team coming off of a bye in week five, week six, now in week seven you also have to play another team coming off of a bye. I'd
0: be I'd be fucking livid. Isn't that
1: horrible? So horrible. some some real weird quirks to the, the best part about it is
0: it sounds like Bears trap game and maybe even that lions aren't going to trap. Lions aren't going
1: to be trapped now because of what happened with the bears. That that was a wake up call, and especially. Um, but, maybe they're,
0: but maybe they're trying to do a lot over that bye week for their next few games. Be do like, you know I You know what they're going to do?
1: Here's what I would do if I was that, if you're old school. You have a dome. Uh, we're going to practice in the dome and a dome temperature is going to be 120 fucking degrees. I'm going, to, I'm going to sweat you motherfuckers out here for a week and when it's 80 degrees out there, you're going to be running like Mack trucks. You know
0: Patricia probably did that too. Well, it probably
1: would. I mean, that's, a, that's a Belichick type of a thing. But if you got a dome and you can crank
0: up the heat, hey, the owner can afford the bills. That's part of the probably he told me. Probably just don't, even now, just with the sun, you don't even need to turn You don't turn the AC on and the thing's probably hot as fuck. Well. Um... Alright, let's keep going with these uh, Dolphins. So it's going to be Brock Oswald. Brock 380 yards.
1: I didn't put him on the the waiver wire because it doesn't deserve to be smart. Um, Look, those were all broken plays uh, when he was breaking the big plays. I don't think he had more than like 2 or 3 passes that were longer than 12 yards attempted through the game. So everything was short passes, that's what you're going to expect. Uh, the good news is that if you are uh, looking potentially, maybe like a Danny Amendola, uh, you know, as a, uh, a pickup, the a guy got 11 targets last week, you know, it's just low yardage. You're just going to get high volume of, uh, for PPR leagues. Uh, Kenny Stills is the guy who got destroyed. That was one of those ones that, uh, even though he threw for 380 yards and he had broke all the long touchdowns, nothing to Kenny Stills. One catch, 35 yards. There was a, uh, a second opinion question that came in on uh, Sunday morning. Oh, I need a boomer bus game. I, do I start uh, Kenny Stills? I'm like, no. And then Staggs must have gone on like, right after I uh, had answered it. And he goes, you know that part in Family f- Feud where they, where they clap at a good answer? I'm doing that for
0: Houdini. <laughs> oh,
1: well, that's hilarious. Frank Orr is an interesting guy if you're looking for uh, if you're in just like a uh, potentially either a touchdown only or just yardage lead for running backs, Gore is is, is got some potential there. I mean, look, they Kenyon Drake is just not that good. Um, they don't have any faith in him and uh, long term. And then he had look that fumble that Drake had, and then keeping his his, his just hiding Ryan, under the towel Ryan. and. And then all of a sudden it all turns around. It's kind of like, stop being a big baby. Do you realize that the game's not over and the game wasn't over and we won? So if anything,
0: that almost shows and you more. What, how much of a pansy is. At right. the end, everyone was like coming up and like, see, it's all right. It's like, dude,
1: no, no, screw that. I Guys were coming up to him and, and there was there was this one uh, pull away that they just pulled away right as it was happening. as he was still sitting there with, with his towel and he's kind of pulling up a little bit. A coach came over. And the camera cut away, but the hand grabbed on the towel and yanked. <laughs> so I saw it. Yank hard once. Like, getting your attention. Get your head out of the fucking towel. And get your head in this fucking game. So that, to me, says I want to buy in on Frank Gore uh, okay. for right now because he's running hard. Uh, he is one of the best runners ever uh, the, in this game. The most probably will go down as the most
0: underappreciated, greatest running back, greatest underappreciated running back of all time. I agree, man. I'm a Gore guy. When i Come from the Niner. Uh, I, I love everything you just said there. Couldn't agree more. The way that he was pansying out Drake on the sideline, and then the way people had to dote him after—it's just like if I was fucking gay and be like, you know what, Gore, you're healthy. You're gonna get it done. I'm running with you. Fuck this little clown. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we want to talk about anything else? No, I think we're good. Man. I think we're good on that game too. All right, New Orleans Saints are going to be uh, at the Ravens. This is the first of the afternoon games. Um, Obviously, it's a trap. It's
2: a
1: trap. Oh,
0: it's another trap game, huh? Oh, it's horrible. If you're a Saints
1: uh, owner, there's only one player that I feel the most confident about. Who is it? Can you guess? Drayquan, Mark Ingram. Uh, this to me, I, I know Kamara is uh, Kamara is, is what he is, and I love Kamara and I own him in, in the league, and I'm like always wanting him to do well. This to me is as again Baltimore on the road. They're just coming off completely shutting down Tennessee, in, in, in zero points. Uh, what is it, 185 yards or something? The total offense, or uh, it was just it was a, a destruction. So. I look at them, uh, they're the number one defense that only allowed 271 yards a game.
0: They're the number one in, in for the pyro power rankings that stag uh, Staggs always does. I usually get it up Tuesday um, shitting it so I'll get it up tomorrow morning I'll get this show up tonight. but Ravens, number one defense against fantasy points this year. number one against quarterback, number one against running back. number seven against wide receiver. And number seven against tight end. You want to? No
1: Can I give you the crazy thing though? Uh, they're negative two and take away giveaway. I believe that. So that—that to me is just—that's
0: just wild. So it's a point. It's, it's a point in keeping opponents under yards and points.
1: Ma'am! There it is. All right, slow down, ma'am.
2: I am very. Very tired. I am just getting over the worst case of stomach flu I've ever had in my life. You sound familiar. I'm the manager, Kenny. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You be on your way. Are you Howard Stern? <laughs> That's
0: awesome. All right, I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking tonight. I'm drinking, as you guys know, my favorite brewery right now is Salomon Brewery. They've got a little limited run IPA called Frunch Room Chicago IPA. I guess Frunch Room is, I didn't even know this until I did a little reading on it, but Frunch Room is a breakfast-lunch front room type of place
1: oh by the way the can is very reminiscent i don't know do you know what famous painting that that is reminiscent of that actually hangs in the art institute of chicago i want
0: you to tell me now van gogh's the bedroom love it front room there There you go go. that's it i like to know that now i feel smarter amen stuff's pretty good it's a little more malty i like the citrusy shite It's a limited run out of Naperville. Solomoth, I know I'm from Chicago, but I I put this brewery up against definitely any Chicago brewery. They're my favorite. I think they're killing it. But across the country, if you ever see a Solomoth beer, or you're a trader, or a beer beer trader, or you come into Chicago, give these guys a shot. These guys have the golden touch. What are you drinking,
1: Beanie? So I'm drinking the Stone Delicious IPA. A very nice 7.7% uh, as they call it citrusy IPA with lemon drop and Eldorado hops yet I'm as you know not a person that really likes the citrusy sweet tasting uh, beers I I feel that this one is just perfectly subtle it's right in the pocket it's not overwhelming and that's what I love about Stone. Stone is just like, I just know it's a solid IPA. Yeah. I'm not looking for high malt, high this, high hops, high, you know, it's like it's... Ray's
0: got that balance, yeah. Great nails and high alcohol content and very drinkable beers. It's very drinkable. Wow. I, Houdini, you're on fire right now because I honestly feel like you're right. I go in, I do in fantasy as well. I go for new flavors, uh, new tastes all the time, and and, and I, I'm trying to get something exciting and maybe I just need... And sometimes I'm disappointed. I had a beer, two beers, two four-packs that were expensive a couple weeks ago. that Or a week ago. that I just didn't like either of them. I'm like, fuck, that was a waste of 27 bucks. Stone, you're always going to get... They do know the balance of getting that fruitiness for me. Getting the notes. Not being too hoppy. They just have a great fucking balance. Um, I guess I was telling even Houdini before we started the show that... When it came comes to Stone, I've been drinking them for so long because they've been such a, a a for in the forefront kind of IPA West Coast uh, brewery that I've just been drinking them for a while. That I'm, I've kind of moved on to trying all these new Johnny Come Lately breweries, but. If I was going to rely on a brewery that I think uh, just delivers it through and through on all their beers still to this day, I would take them far away, far over a, uh, a ballast point. Love a Sculpin, but Stone's beers I'm taking across the board. Well, to that i got to say,
1: Val Fair Hi, uh, welcome to Taco Bell. What
2: do you want? Hi, can I have a kid's meal with a soft taco? Are you Mexican? No, I'm not. If if you're Mexican, the meal's
0: half off. Oh, (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: yeah. Let's keep going with the Saints. I like (laughs) to call with uh, Ingram. We saw week one back. You know, Kamara was a little banged up, but I think they were just like, alright, we gave you a ton of run. You did a great job. You got us uh, got us going pretty well this season. Thanks, buddy. Let's take the load off a little bit and let uh, let Mark take a little bit of the brunt. I can see that for sure continuing. Um, in general, I think this uh, this offense is going to be diversified, though. It's not just Kamara and Thomas anymore. Well, right. Trey Kwan now showing he had that huge game. Uh, you're showing now that like Drew doesn't have... Drew is forcing the ball to Thomas a lot of times in the first few games. But, but, but also... But hold on was, on. Though, but
1: let me ask you, though. Are you saying... I mean, Traquan made the couple big down-the-field plays. It was just like Tyrell Williams. That's the type of player he is. What I'm more interested in, where I think that the value is, and there's another guy that I have on the waiver wire, is Cameron Meredith. You know, he's that other guy. He becomes that... Um, you know, because Michael Thomas is well beyond a Marquise Colston, right? But Karen Merritt is closer to a Marquise Colston yep. type of a guy in that offense. He's not going to burn you down the field, but he can make a bigger play. He'll fight for every ball that you give him. He works hard and, and, and really runs better routes, right? Because Loyal, you're cause he, has, cause he has to beat he has the guy in order, to, in order to win. He's not just going to beat him on pure talent alone, but he's a worker. Um, you add that, and you also got Ben Watson, who's another guy, just a, a gritter. He'll, he'll sit there and block for you 90% of the time, but when you ask him to make a play, he's giving it his all. It's like, and you just see him yeah. moving guys around.
0: But I, yeah, the one thing I was saying with Drake on Smith, and I agree, was not that he was going to you know outdo Thomas or anything, but with, Gra- with um, Ingram coming back, with Cam now being an option... With Raekwon having, defense having to realize that, okay, this guy's got some skills. And it's not just Tom no, Dan, it's right? not just Alvin Kamara yeah. and and Thomas. So there's a diverse fight. So it just benefits the team, obviously, mm-hmm. and Drew Brees. But I think in general, you're going to see a, 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 the ceiling coming down for Kamara and from Thomas. It's just,
2: no, it has more weapons.
0: Brees has made his living. On spreading the ball around like you were talking about Trubisky doing. Right. And he hasn't been able to do that right. uh, this season and a lot of last season because he's like, I got this guy's a fucking total beast in and Thomas. Yet- and I got this guy's a total beast in Kamara. So he, it, he actually went from being this get eight targets to different receivers during a game to more like four. And yet he's <laughs> and still going to hold and them back up. And they're there. still
1: four and one. Yeah. Right? So you're, you're right. You add in. Uh, it, it just hurts there, Kamara there are, and, and Thomas. Right. They were doing amazing things, that, that was one of those things that if you could have, if you were thinking about it, and if you wanted to trade them after those first three weeks, uh, uh, had traded them for like the world, because you probably could have gotten the world, people would have offered you the world, yeah. you would have been better yeah. off doing so, because now with the addition, because remember Cameron Meredith didn't come back until week three, yeah. uh, you uh, have Trey Quinn Smith has not made an appearance until uh, week five before their bye week, right, uh, so now you have these players and again, what was the one thing that that uh, he, that Drew Brees has been missing has been like that Devry Henderson deep play guy that can just like take the top off and give him that seventy yard play. Yeah. But that being said, they're playing against the number one defense across the board. Uh, Drew Brees' history on the road, outside, not good. So this is one of those ones, don't expect Drew Brees to throw for 350, 360 yards. Expect him to throw for about 270, 280. Expect for there to be a lot of Mark Ingram and Michael uh, Thomas on uh, going to get a heavy volume of targets, but he's not going to get a heavy high high volume of yardage. It's going to be maybe one of those eight catches for 78 yards and a touchdown type of a game.
0: Yeah, I'll, I couldn't agree more. Also, when you're coming with uh, Drew Brees, uh, his, last, his previous game, uh, getting all, you know, obviously he had the bye this week, but getting all that love, reaching that milestone, high, his mind, and Drew Brees is a professional, but his, his mind is definitely in some way he's, he's, he's still probably in cloud nine. This isn't the most important game in the world to the Saints. I see this as a trap game as well. Good call. Uh, Before we get to this next game, do us a favor and listen to this.
1: All right, well, I know you said the next game, but we didn't talk about the Ravens. So let's go talk about the Ravens real quick. Joe Flacco, uh, he's been throwing the ball (laughs) around a bit more. I I actually, as I was watching the first half, I'm like, I had him. Had him on my waiver wire uh, to add a, as as a, as a quarterback, Joe Flacco, and then the second half happened, and I'm just like, nope, missed, not buying into it. So, but I am buying into Willie Sneed as as, as a. Uh, Six, uh, 14, 16-team league, deeper option type of a guy. Uh, we already know what John Brown is doing in this offense. And uh, John Brown only got the three targets last week. And Willie Sneed got ten. Michael Crabtree got nine. But Willie Sneed has been this, just, just consistent. And it's one of those things, again, is Willie Sneed going to be... Giving you the 120, 130 yard game with two touchdowns? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that whatsoever, but if you're looking to pick something off the waiver wire and you're in a deep league where maybe you start three wide receivers and you start a flex player then you need to have that flexibility out there, Snead's a good guy to go. I mean, let's just look over what he's done since uh, his last three weeks. Seven targets, uh, three weeks ago, seven targets, six catches, 56 yards. Uh, two weeks ago, seven targets, five catches, 55 yards. Last week, ten targets, seven catches, sixty yards. It's consistent, but again, if you're in a PPR league, especially, that's valuable points. I would take, you know, if you're in a full point PPR, let's go half point PPR. You're in a half point PPR, you're getting uh, on average about eleven points a week.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, without a touchdown. Nah, love it. Couldn't agree more. He's got. uh, He's going for his fourth fifty-yard receiving game in a row. Um, and, and, and it's easy money. I, I like I like your points. Um, Alex Collins. Uh, it seems like Javoris Allen has been uh, getting a lot of the love. Um, yeah, he, but even though even though Collins had those t- two TDs in the game, he, he, was, he was a little short on yards. Allen disappeared. I don't know if it was a. Uh, they want to check
1: if he got hurt. I don't know. If that was one of the guys that I was wondering if he got hurt because Gus Edwards. All of a sudden, the guy named Gus. Okay. <laughs> hey, Gus. I, I, think he Eddie, I, think of, I think of Eddie Murphy in uh, <laughs> Gus. Your kids come over to my house. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I take them out fishing, Gus. I give them the poles. They do nothing, Gus. They put their head in the water. They pull the fish on. They goon-a-goo-goo. That's what I think
0: of. <laughs> Gus. So he's, Gus Edwards. he looked good
1: You know, I mean, decent 10 carries, 42 yards. So it's a muddled backfield. Yeah, this is a Stay backfield. Away. This is a that you want absolutely no part of. You know, you, 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 you just I think that you know Alex Collins. I was like I was talking to a buddy of mine. He called me up. Hey, what do I do? Do I make this trade just with Alex Collins? I'm like, No, no. You're giving away it was like giving away like uh, uh, Robert Woods for Alex Collins and, and somebody else. I'm like, no, this is trash. This is this is not going to help your fantasy team. You are, you're, 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 he's trying to rape you for bye weeks. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do but Billy it. But Willie Snead, I think, is one of those deeply look, look at, and and look. If people are selling soft on Crabtree, look, I, the chemistry has really not been there. But it, they're giving him a lot more looks, and they're they because they're in it in their division. Yeah. So and Crabtree has proven that you know this is, this is a, a glue guy, right? His hands are glue, and he can score touchdowns. So I like him as a buy candidate in the trade.
0: I like that call, but I also, there's something that scares me about this team. They're they're throwing up, jeez, uh, they're throwing up almost 400 yards a game, which is right behind uh, New Orleans Saints, 424. So maybe I shouldn't be scared. This team seems to be getting a lot more offense done than you would. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm just kind of like... Guilt by association of, of... It's Baltimore. Terrible Baltimore you've never, offenses. You've never bought into
1: Baltimore. Even when Derek Mason was was killing it at Baltimore, yeah. nobody bought into... Even when Steve Smith was killing it at Baltimore,
0: nobody no. really bought into Baltimore. This is how it work a, under this, the radar. But this is also a Baltimore that's getting seems to be getting a lot more points and yards than we're, we're used to in general. But
1: the problem is it's being spread over three guys. It's yeah. Spread over Sneed, Brown, and Crabtree. So it's one of those things that I think Brown... Had that huge flash early, but Sneed has been this consistent guy, and now it seems like they're they're trying to get Crabtree more involved because of what Crabtree can do, uh, red zone wise in the end zone, and that's why you want to make sure that you know you have because John Brown is really not that option inside the 10 yard line.
0: And John Brown lit it up to start, but let's be honest, he always does that. Well, John lights it up in little increments and little spurts throughout uh, given s- parts of the season. You just can't lay your, lay your head on that guy whatsoever. So, I like the uh, that Crabtree by low call. Is, is one that I, I think is great. Um, Alright, let's move on over to Dallas Cowboys. are going to be at the Washington Redskins.
1: I'll keep this one quick for you. Yeah, okay. Okay. There's no one that you want to start on Dallas other than Zeke. I agree with that. Uh, uh, there's nothing to say. I mean, Dak can run if you. If you're there are so many other quarterbacks I'd rather have that you can get in a 10 team league, in a 12 team league, in a 14 team league. Even if running, even if there's no yards for passing yards, it's only rushing yards.
0: (laughs) I'd still rather have a couple other guys. There's no question about it. Even in Dak's greatest game in this landscape of QBs this season. He's still his best game will still probably fall outside the top ten. And the only guy that you want to think about is
1: Cole Beasley. Just be, you know, he was targeted I think like eleven times, and the next guy only had two targets. And now everyone's gonna go after Cole
0: Beasley. But, but what are you Where getting? Get? What are you what getting are you expecting? Uh, you, uh, Th- that two exactly.
1: touchdown game he had, he's not doing that again. That was his that's that's the, that's on the crown crowd.
0: So so I know he was, I read I read it the write-up. He was in the um, pickups, he gotta he gotta put in there, but as Fantasy brothers to you. I'm gonna say he's—he's he's not. You're not gonna enjoy starting him if you're just in an awful way and you have to do it. And you gotta get uh, Beasley. You're hoping for one of those target out of the wide. Okay. But he's not going to all of a sudden from this point forward become some guy that's even uh, wide receiver three. Here's the other thing I will tell you.
1: When I do my waiver wire piece, honestly, guys, I have to be honest. It's not made for 10, ten man waiver wire pieces. Yeah. I'm not doing ten man, ten man ten man leagues. There are players available of epic proportion in every one of your damn fucking leagues. Totally. In twelve team, fourteen team leagues, or twelve team teams uh, leagues with expanded rosters like mine, where you start three wide receivers and a flex, that's a bigger difference. So, look, if you're a ten team league and you, and you're really thinking about waiver wire send us a second opinion and, and, and we'll go ahead and, and, and deal with it that way or hit us up on Facebook. Uh, but that waiver wire piece is really more for uh, the 12-team leagues and, and the 14 and 16. But so getting back to that, so that's where he's only, Cole Beasley, really valuable in PPR. We're done with Dallas. Let's go to Washington. So Washington checked out Charlie. Uh, Alex Smith is in full effect. Um... And it's one of those things where I, I, I have a hard time really buying into this offense here with Alex Smith at quarterback. And last week is probably a case in point against Carolina. He attempts 36 passes. He completes 21 of them for 163 yards. 163 yards. So you have Paul Richardson is targeted Five times gets three catches for 31. Vernon Davis was 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 the dominant guy there. Three catches for 48 yards and a score. Uh, Jordan Reed, nine targets, five catches, 36 yards. So show me tell me why I should even be any anyway excited about this offense other than Adrian Peterson, who is still running hard as a beast. Uh, they're going playing to
0: through uh, dislocated shoulders, shoulders and hyperextended content.
1: knees, and right. And they're going to give him 15 to 20 carries, to 25 carries a week. He's a guy I feel comfortable with. Uh, obviously, I'm worried about uh, is Chris Thompson done? Is it done for the year? Or is it, uh, I he, call, I he, it? I don't know. I don't know what to call
0: it. He's out for a little while, though. Well, I'll look that up right now. But Vernon Davis had the long, had the big play. What, what, what are owners of Reed to think at this point? Because He got
1: like, nine targets. The okay. problem is he did no production.
0: So, I have him and it's just like you're looking. It's just like, ugh. You keep thinking you that. I keep on having him in my lineup and every week it's just like a, 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 it's a gut shot.
1: It is because it, you keep thinking that,
0: well, hey,
1: Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey, one of the most prolific tight ends. Uh, he's playing, why why should, why should he
0: plays? He's he's great. He's not. They
1: they almost have a similar type of a of an off of, of a of a setup, right, with players around them. But they don't run the same offense. They don't run the same type of sets. And uh, they're not for whatever reason they're not moving Reed into positions of success. And it seems like this has always been the downfall for him. Even remember when he was first coming out, it would be like. 10 targets, 8 catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. It was always like he would just be used on third and four, and we're going to have him run a five yard out and just get the first down. And he would just get five yard, five yard, five yard, five yard. Be, but there would be repetition when you
0: got play after play after play.
1: I, I don't see that there
0: anymore. Yeah. Uh, to go on to Thompson. Thompson. So they won, the Redskins won last week against Carolina. Great game. Thompson practiced all week last week. And didn't play. And they deactivated him. Hmm. That's a good sign for you. So, uh, he had a full session. Uh, he's, the, he, he's the other viable player. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, can't, you
1: can't trust because, again, check down Charlie in effect. You can't trust these wide receivers. Crowder, who missed last week, even when he plays. He, there's no consistency there. So, you can't confidently oh, start any of these guys. Uh, Jordan Reed, at least you can say, look, he got the targets. But Vernon Davis being there is just like the complete Achilles heeling. Are you kidding me? And I was like, uh, that was the other one. I had uh, when I had when I told you I had Andrew Luck in the two interceptions, and he had Vernon Davis.
0: I still won the game though. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, do you say? It's a good sign for Chris Thompson though. It's doesn't great. Mean, doesn't mean that he, he should he's be able okay. to play for sure this week. Keep an eye on that. Check the inactives before they happen. This is an afternoon game, so. You gotta be smart, practicing,
1: practicing all last week and not playing means that you should play
0: this week. I would say so.
1: They won the game. They're like happy they did it. And look, and he's the most. He, he's the guy again. If uh, Alex Smith is not going to be able to throw the ball confidently downfield, uh, Chris Thompson is the guy you have to feel confidently in catching those short passes and making something with it. Let's so move, move on to the next game.
0: Moving on up or down. Uh, Los Angeles Rams at San Francisco 49ers six and oh rams only undefeated team remaining just uh pretty much amazing across the board their defense only lasts 19.7 points per game and their offense scores 32 that is uh that is an impressive uh differential right there uh golf what do you, what do you, i mean i'll just lay. Drop a little knowledge uh, if you want. If you want me to go, just. Give me your I mean, thoughts on, on what uh, what they're doing. Well, uh, Gar- Gurley is definitely. Uh, I think he had his best rushing game, highest uh, yardage game ever uh, last last week. If not, he had a two hundred yard running game, another two TDs. He's still solidified um, as the number one you know running back in fantasy football across all players. Uh, it just seems like it doesn't matter what's gonna, what's in front of them. Am I worried about the defense of the 49ers against the Gurley? No, not at all. That defense is allowing 377 yards per game, uh, and there's just to be honest, they finally showed last week a little bit of uh, a little bit of excitement um, and the ability to to. Make some sacks and get some pressure through there. Mm-hmm. The defensive line for the 49ers. But this is not a runs. this is not a running run stop defense whatsoever. And uh, I think that um, gurley is just obviously in your starting lineup the guy's a beast. You think? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well here's the thing, Cooper Cup. Still he's going to
1: miss some time, potentially. Yeah. So the interesting thing is, that, so you know that you're starting to, now, if you own Robert Woods or you own, this is another reason why they the Robert Woods thing, oh, all right, you want to trade me Robert Woods, I'll give you Chris, uh, Alex Collins and whatever, I told the guy, tell him to go screw himself because, no, especially now, Woods is going to get even more targets. Cooks is going to get even more targets. Now, you would say Josh Reynolds. Now, the crazy thing is, and this was, I was just doing all my searching here. They're saying the Rams are going to add wide receiver depth and supposedly a familiar face. Des Bryant? I don't know what that means. Why would Des Bryant oh, be a familiar fam- face? Well, it, well, that could be. now. That's familiar to the Rams. More familiar, familiar to everybody. Depth. That could be interesting. If Des Bryant lands there, now all of a sudden Des Bryant becomes a fantasy viable guy. That's that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. That's uh if That was the guy who they're talking about, or I'm trying to think. I was trying to think about who is someone that was connected with the Rams in any way, shape, or form that could still play. I'm like, No, they're not bringing back Isaac Bruce, um, <laughs> Troy Holtz. No, you know, his finger Danny Amandola's not, they're not going to trade for him. <laughs>
0: That's, that's the last great Ram receiver you. I remember back from the... Right? Yeah, right? That guy, that guy couldn't have, didn't have broken ribs on every, uh, every hit, he could have maybe still been... So keep your eye out center. there,
1: folks. But Josh Reynolds right now lines up as the guy that's going to take those reps. So look, and this offense is prolific. If, ask me about golf in particular. I still got to like golf. Look, the problem is that you're going to get some of these games. When you have a Todd Gurley, there are some games you're going to have 28, 30 carries. And in those games... You're gonna do like he did this week, last week, throw for 200 yards and only a
0: touchdown. And I think, I think Gurley's such a beast right now that you're gonna find out. Even golf started so hot, his numbers by the end of the season, he's gonna be like the 13th quarterback. Well, remember too, this is well, well
1: I don't know, we don't, we don't know. It's also weird because quarterbacks are scoring at such a prolific rate, and then you have your Marcus Mariotas of the world. Like, what are you doing? Do you see what the league is going? Around is it you? This is at nine right This now. is like you're sitting at home. You're, this is what happens when you homeschool your kid. <laughs> Do
0: you see what's happening
1: out there? How are you not doing this?
0: By the, by the way, culturally, I watched this movie uh, last night, two nights ago. Yeah, last night. Leave No Trace. Who's in that? Ben Foster, who's awesome, always. What they, but it, 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 it's, that guy in? Because I don't know who that is. Shh. You know him from He's like a He's a great actor But he's like Kind of secondary He was in like Some of the early uh, X-Men With the He was the wing guy It's hard to, it's hard a, to say He's the
1: so. guy that's in Everything and everything But
0: you never Dogma, Dogma. Oh Dogma. yeah Who was in Dogma He was the guy That was shitting on the carpet Dogma <laughs>
1: You remember him? Yeah, that oh, I know. Okay. Uh, he's the crazy guy. He got me on uh, that reference. Only, only one out of 20 uh, of our listeners, maybe yeah. one out of 40 of our listeners, will catch that reference. It would have that, yeah, I, I got you. I he got was
0: the crazy dude in that. That's a, I, real, I love Dogma. That he's really good. Uh, but that movie's amazing. Super low, super chill, but I just want to throw that out there. If you should guys we, look should look we go to the 49ers? Let's do it. So, C.J.
1: Beathard um, benefited from uh, having Marquise Goodwin mm-hmm finally be 100% healthy. He had been in games, but Marquise had not played through, I don't think, an entire game all year, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so in the first week, he had one target, got hurt. Uh, then he came back in week three. He had uh, three uh, three catches on four targets for 30 yards and a score. Uh, then he played in week uh, four, uh, where he had uh, two two catches for 24 yards on four targets, and missed the next week because he kept he kept getting these hamstring and quad injuries. And he's, he's had the the ones that I, I I dread the most. And I have him and Will <laughs> Fuller, who have both had all the soft tissue yeah. on the same fight. And what do those guys
0: both have in common? They're the, both electric. They're basically like greyhound. Right, greyhound and, and that balls.
1: league, and in that league. I thought I was doing perfect because I, I drafted. Uh, uh, two running backs, Gronkowski, and then, like, I drafted, like, I didn't draft my first wide receiver until around, like, four or five. Wow. So I had Will Fuller, Marcus, and it's long touchdowns. So basically it's uh, zero to nine is four points. It goes up one point every ten yards. So his 67-yarder was a ten-point touchdown. Then I got the yards on top of it in its bonus league. So I was down 111 to 73. After those two touchdowns, I was down 111 to 105, and that's where it ended. Ugh. So close, though. Not many leagues. If you're in normal leagues, can you close a 40-point gap? And I almost
0: did. I hope everyone out there is, is, is trying to always alter their league and make it as more original and onto your own crew as possible. Because big scoring isn't great across the board, um, just because just for points. And, doesn't make much sense, but if you can do the the, the nice balance of a of a great running situation and those explosion plays for wide receivers as well, catching guys are there. But all of a sudden, catches aren't too important. It's it it's crucial.
1: So looking at this matchup, the Rams, you know, since they've had the injuries at the uh, at the defensive back position, they've kind of been in games that where players have gone off. Obviously, they were playing against Denver. We saw Emmanuel Sanders have a good game. So, Marquise Goodwin, with that speed, and if they're willing, they they know they're going to be behind in some games. Look, we saw him starting to do it at the end of last year uh, with um, uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. We never saw it with C.J. Beathard. We saw it finally last night, uh, Monday night. So, when you're looking at him as a a viable player, yes, this is a viable guy, and and, uh, I need to add him if he's... Probably available in a bunch of leagues, because I'm sure everybody dropped them after all that happened. But this is the guy who can potentially win you a week. He almost saved me a week last week, and I was sitting here going, "I hate my team. I hate everything about my team." And now after that performance, You're I go excited. You know what? I, I, I have I'm better off than I thought. And then I get the Devonta Freeman news, and so now Tevin Coleman is completely elevated. I, so goes all of a sudden football. I'm two and four, but my team is is looking in a whole new direction. Now I don't need to worry about trading for a wide receiver. Now I need to just make the trade for a quarterback, and I can save a league. It's but a long this league, so season. So, George Kittle, you're going to start George Kittle, of course, because sure. they're locked in, you'll start. You can now confidently, in a flex spot, start Marquise Goodwin.
0: George Kittle, on his current pace, will be a 1000 yard receiver this year.
1: Yeah, now, and, he, and he should be. You know, and He's going to be perennial in the league.
0: I, I, awesome. I believe that. It's awesome. Um, Last year, it, there was three of them. On some seasons, there's only one. But if, if that's the case, um, now
1: how about how about the fact that you have Matt Breida, right, looking good, scored the touchdown, and all of a sudden started limping, and all of a sudden I couldn't tell if they were saying Moses or what they were saying, Raheem Mostar, This dude just came in and looked good. I agree. Now is Alfred Morris all of a sudden just been? I think Alfred Morris, we've known what he is, right, and I think. San Francisco knows what he is. Yeah. Now that they saw this on a Mostert, now it gives them a reason to say, "Okay, this is our new tandem," or maybe it's now a three-way. Anyway, that slices. It's not really good news because this is a team that's going to be playing from behind in most games. So um, you'll want the guy who's receiving uh, back out of those. I guess that's more. You know, I mean, Breed is the guy that you want. If 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 Mostert's a deep,
0: deep, deep guy, but keep an eye on it. Again, this is this could be a. Breed has been Breed was, wasn't was even supposed to play this game Right So think about that Like basically last minute It's like alright he's in He's been essentially uh, You know much better than anyone would have expected this year But injured every Going into every freaking week And that was the same thing that was going on with him last week It's just He's a smaller slighter dude it, it, It's problematic Do we need three like, to
1: talk about this game anymore? No we're moving on
0: Alright i don't tell you what I'm gonna let you. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna let you handle Cincinnati because I love these. I, I, against I, Kansas I City, it. this should be easy. I love it, absolutely. And I'm taking a piss. Go to it. Go get. Go do it. All right. All right. This is the uh, uh, football night in America game. We got the Cincinnati Bengals coming in at a stout four and two, going to Kansas City at five and one. I mean. It's, it was it was a rough loss last week for the Bengals, which I think uh, just benefits what's going to happen for a matchup here. Uh, Dalton's on fire. He's pretty much now doesn't only have one wide receiver in AJ Green. AJ Green's been putting up some nice points on the season, but in all honesty, it's been more so due to his touchdowns. I'll start with AJ Green. Right now, he's the seventh wide receiver uh, in fantasy points over the season, with seventy-seven point five points. And you got Tyler Boyd sitting there at twelfth, at seventy-one. That means friggin' uh, Dalton is, is 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 holding up two tight, two wide receiver ones right now in fantasy football. That is fucking amazing that he can do that. He doesn't have a tight end situation, really. We know Eifert went out. Croft hasn't done shit. And that other tight end, whose name I can never uh, describe. He ain't doing shit. Uzoma!
1: Uzoma! Uzoma! Is that an
0: Iowa guy? No, he's good. He is good? Um, But we've got Mixon back. And that was fucking huge. So now Dalton, I think, it opens up up even more for these fucking guys. Because Mixon... It was coming off an injury last week, had some big had some big carries, uh, and then this year, I mean, this week, or last week, he had 84 yards from scrimmage, wasn't the uh, in a rushing TD, wasn't his greatest game, but he's all in. He's a high-volume guy, and he's a top 15 running back, even missing those games. I think he's the 16th right now. Uh, yeah. So, all that's going to do is help Dalton. This whole team is basically... At this point, there's four players that you're all in on on this team. Dalton's a great play. And, Dalton, and Dalton is Sick still play. Hold on.
1: But Dalton is still a guy that you could potentially stream in some leagues. Yeah. You know, I kept having him out there, out there, out there. And it's like he kept doing it, doing it, doing it. And, you know, and last week he'll get dropped by people that were streaming. So he's going to be available again. So totally. anyone that was dumb enough to drop him for a stream last week when you, when you held him against Pittsburgh. And this is Kansas City. Kansas City got no defense. Got two players.
0: 468 yards per game. This defense play against that defense. That's ridiculous. That's a lot of yards to put to tell you that Kansas City's got the highest offense. They're only putting up 420. Well, here's the good thing too. So you mentioned that 40 point, 40 more yards. Their defense letting up than the highest scoring offense in the league. Trubbs, crazy. And I agree with everything you said.
1: Look, Joe Mixon, <laughs> Joe Mixon is solid. And he will do it as a receiver and as a running back. They try to take it easy on him as he's coming back. This is the game that they need him for, right? You're looking at this matchup, you got 4-2 and two versus 5-1. and one. This is a top of the AFC type of a game. This is where you need Joe Mixon to make a major statement. Huge. i look for him to do so. A.J. Green will make a major statement as well. This offense runs through four guys, Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and C.J. Azuma. Azuma, now that he's come in and is, is available, Tyler Croft got hurt, so now he's really taking on that role. And look what he did, seven targets, six catches, 54 yards. That's going to be probably a uh, even if it's the same targets and catches, it's going to be instead of 54 yards, it's going to be 84 yards this week
0: against this defense. Love it. All right, let's go over to the Kansas City side. It's just uh, what don't you want to start? Yeah, it's it's a bukkake of fantasy points across the board. I mean, we really don't even need to talk about it. Well, let's just say you're obviously you're going to start Mahomes. Obviously you're going to start Kareem Hunt. Obviously you're going to start Travis
1: Kelsey. Obviously, you're going to start Tariq Hill. After that, Sammy Watkins. Yes, you're going to start him as a wide receiver, too, or a flex play and be comfortable with it, even after the, him not really showing up much in, in, that, in that game, you know?
0: But, uh, yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? Because they put up big points. Yeah, no, this, team, this team's... They're it, the most they're fun they, games yeah, to watch. Yeah, and they're so fun to fuck watch. That's what I, I think this game, I really like watching Cincinnati, too. When Nixon was out, I didn't like it as much, but Cincinnati's offense is fucking awesome. I
1: like watching Cincinnati when they're on the road. I hate them at home. And for whatever reason at home, I don't feel like they ever put up the, the, the huge, huge games. And if they do, it's like a huge first quarter or first, first half, and then they turn it off. And Okay, we got to settle down now. we got to settle down. Settle
0: down. Settle, settle down. Settle down. My question is, why did this team feel uh, the Kansas City Chiefs? Why did they want to get rid of Marcus Peters so much? I know he has kind of a headache, and uh, obviously Reid didn't like him. But if he was still on this team, they—I feel like they're five and one right now. But they're just—they're they, outpowering other teams, and you saw it this week with the uh, New England Patriots. They were able to just outdo them out, out on both sides. Why, kinda Why did KC like kind of think they were in a re- rebuilding here? I'll tell you what.
2: How about a burrito? Nothing. How, how about a big burrito? Nothing. Yeah, how about the biggest damn burrito you ever laid eyes on in your life? You know this? Ah, if we have some damn
1: big, we're going to screw up the moment
2: of your car. How about that, sir? We can like that. We're argue to this one. How are you? Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I had kind of a bad weekend. Oh, okay. I was more on my... Uh,
0: a couple of weeks ago, and the damn thing rolled over my foot, and I lost three toes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta check that out on YouTube. Uh, sweet. So yeah, Casey, Starlin, there's a lot of fantasy goo in the Bengals Chiefs. Game. And
1: the Bengals defense—they they're like one of the leaders in sacks, but it's all Geno Atkins. Um, Jesus, stud. Other than Geno Atkins, I mean, they're giving up 410 yards a game on defense. So go at them. You you you. you, you Kansas City at home, roll damn
0: chief. <laughs> remember also, and I love that, but remember also that Vontaze Perfect just came back. No, I so, know, but he's so. been back for two weeks. No, I know, I know, I know, but he's 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 stud as well. I know, but you, I, here's the other thing. I have him in a fantasy indep-
1: in he has, independent he hasn't been IDP up. league. No, it's not because of the bidet. He's not. And why? Because they keep running all the plays to the other side of the field where he's not. Yeah, because no one wants their
0: players to get, get right. Hurt.
1: So, so, that's one of those things where it does shut off half of the, uh, the, the side, but if the other side can't shut it down, and that's part of the problem for Cincinnati right now, they've been winning it with balance uh, on both sides of the ball, with that offense being balanced.
0: Love it. Um, all right, we're going to the Monday night football game. Giants at the Falcons. But before we do so, let's get our last little word from our sponsors. All right, today, owners of the Giants, uh, Mara came out and said, "You know what? I'd like Odell Beckham to just do a little more playing on the field and a li- little less talking off of it." Well, guy just gave ninety-five million dollars, and you're the owner, and now you're coming out and saying that it's exactly what needs to happen. Not shitting on OBJ, you know I love what? him, but yeah, I'm, if I'm paying someone ninety-five million dollars, trade him. He, they will. Oh, they will. There's no way. I will say this right now. There's no way that OBJ finishes this contract as a New York. Champion. Oh, there's a hundred percent no way. No Especially
1: way. since the dumbass Giants decided to draft Saquon Barkley instead of drafting one of the franchise quarterbacks. They could have had Sam Darnold. They could have. They could have had what the Jets have on the other side. This is going to be. This is the turn of New York, right? Because you know if if. When we were talking about this in the offseason, and I said it, I go, well, if they're going to go St. Corn Barkley, they're believing that they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl and that this is the piece that's missing. We haven't had a running back. We have Eli Manning. We have Odell Beckham. We have all the pieces in place, or, and Evan Ingram. We have all the pieces in place from offense to make the run. The problem is Eli's Eli sucks.
0: But, but I still... We didn't uh, even <laughs> plan that, by the way. I know, I know, I know. People in our industry, the, uh, you know... Um, a lot of people on Twitter within our industry just shit on this team for taking Saquon Barkley. I want to say I think it was the right pick, and I think they need obviously. Is he, is he not amazing? Need, I think I think there's enough quarterbacks right now where they're going to be able to get a quarterback either through the draft. They're going to have to go as early as they have to go, first pick, trade up, whatever, or sign a, a good free agent for as a, as a bridge. But I think Eli's pretty much, this is his last season. But oh, That's the no problem, season. though, D-Rex. Look, look, look. Who would you rather have? So you think that if, if they get Saquon Barkley, they did Saquon Barkley this year over taking, let's say they like Darnold, and then they're able to get a great free agent or the kid from... question here is if you're looking at Barkley, now he's
1: great, but we've seen, it. you can't, claim anything until you see it not get hurt for three years in a row and Mm -hmm. how many years do you truly expect to have this Saquon Barkley producing for you on the high end honestly it's five years unless he's a Hall of Famer and that he avoids all the major injuries and if he does then he could maybe be a ten year amazing back but it's so volatile at this position that it takes a quarterback at least two years before they get it going. Yeah. So if you're going to draft the running back before you draft the quarterback, you're running out of your window. You, you're 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 closed. You know what I mean? No, I don't, I, agree. I, just, I just don't I feel, feel like, like
0: I, I, I feel like they made the right pick this year. Maybe they hadn't in the previous couple years. Or maybe just, gone earlier with QB. What if,
1: it, what if it's also that maybe in we'll order see. to make your team the best, you need to trade Saquon Barkley. You drafted him, but you need to trade him and get the bounty haul for him because... Oh, you're talking fantasy owners. No, I'm talking NFL Giants. Giants, when you have a guy who can run for 130 yards and catch for 99 and should have been 100, uh, you know, this this is a guy who's putting up with... As horrible of an offensive line as he's dealing with, that's why I like the pick. I know, but this is also why. what I'm saying is, you could. This is the one running back. Not. You could. I know, but there it could be a team out there that is willing to give you the Herschel Walker return, and you couldn't. You couldn't rebuild, and you need to rebuild with. Massive picks and young
0: players. I love the way you're thinking, because you're a fantasy madman. It's not going to happen. Well, they're going to find their quarterback next year in the draft, um, and they're going to also uh, they're going to find uh, uh, some sort of bridge veteran. Uh, Ty Tyrod Taylor. Mike Glenn. Mike Glennon. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is just starter for the first five weeks next. Yeah, but the problem year. is that they're probably going to trade
1: for Tyrod Taylor and trade the seven, six round pick to get him.
0: I'm gonna say that I still think that they made the right decision by going Saquon over uh, over even a uh, a Darnold. And I like. So the problem is let me ask you this: so
1: Saquon, we know is great. Okay, Eli, we know is trash. You know, you're not you're not playing him the rest of the year. Um, Odell Beckham has, you know, as it seems like it's been a horrible year, right? He still has three touchdowns on the year, and he still has 300 yard games on the year. But you understand. I know it's not what you're the twenty-fourth. I know. points. This is my point. It's my Nuts. point. It's my point. So like I, I also have an owner in the league keep trying to, to shuffle He's got me three hundred yard games. keeps trying to send me Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard. I'm like, I don't want any wide receiver from New York Giants. Not e- being e- e- if they're O-B- not either Evan Ingram or Odell Beckham I have no desire to talk to you O-B-J can't be And even, even Evan, even Evan Ingram right now I, I'm not buying it on all these guys Because Eli can't throw yeah. And they can't stay on the field long enough And they're not making consistent plays oh, Alright let's go to the other
0: side last, This
1: is the last thing So Atlanta to close us out No Devonta Freeman
0: Done Done here. Oh, but one thing, with DeMotts freeman not that I want you to hold him on your bench or whatever, but he's designated that he can come back at the end of the season. Yeah, but you that's you know, more you know, potentially yeah,
1: for NFL playoffs than it's going to be for your fantasy playoffs.
0: 100%. Just, just want to put it out there. If for some reason you're in one of your crazy leagues, uh, I would drop him, but he, he, he can't come back. Like week what? He's got to miss eight weeks, so it's exciting. Yeah, and so if league, where we go to
1: the 14. actual playoffs, if I believe that Atlanta's going to make the playoffs, I would take a venture uh, late-round, uh, fill my last roster spot with Devonta Freeman. But yep. that's only my league, and so let's move on to everybody else.
0: <laughs> Matt Ryan. Number uh, two uh, quarterback right now. Is that right? Number two. About behind it. Mahomes, pretty and, close and Tell
1: it. me, tell me at wide receiver where Calvin
0: Ridley and Julio Jones rank? Well, I gotta go look at that. But so, so because, because, because so. here's the thing: Julio Jones at eleven and Ridley's ten. Wow. Well,
1: so Julio is getting a massive target share, getting all the yards, but doesn't get the goddamn Sanu, touchdown. The thirty-one. Yeah, but what's new? What, what's new? Sunu?
0: Uh, Julio Jones still not
1: getting touchdowns
0: so if you're Julio Jones this is ridiculous he's got zero I mean this is at this point it's just like it's just like a curse it is a curse it's something it's
1: not a Germaine curse but it's a curse is it a Javon curse I don't know is it uh, are there any other curses I know there's another two curses Um, the
0: Cruciatus curse that's from Harry Potter um Awesome I'm mean, looking to, look at okay. the whole page. Hold on, I'm looking at the whole page going through 31 wide receivers. And Julio Jones is 11. He's the only wide receiver in my browser. Without user, a touchdown. Without a touchdown. It's sick. It's sick. Not even a long one, not
1: anything. So, Zero. So here's one of those things. If you want to bet on averages. There's only a few with one. I'll guarantee you, the person who has Julio Jones right now, they're going to want still want a lion's share uh, in return for him. But look. If you want to try to get a guy, and if you're in one of these lucky leagues where the idiot that has him is going to sell him off for a Tyler Boyd and a, and a Kenny Galladay, then you should go ahead and do it, uh, because he's going to score still five or six touchdowns on the year. I agree. I mean, so if you look at it and say, okay, we've already gone through six weeks, so that's 10 games. He's going to score at least a touchdown at least every other game, if not more, uh, and he's still going to be giving the yardage that he's going to give me, you got to go for it. He's, now, got, he's now, got games. He's got multiple games over 18 points. But, but here's the other thing. You don't have Devonta Freeman anymore. So you got Eto Smith and you got Tevin Coleman. So both of these guys now are viable. Edo Smith is 100% viable because he's getting into touchdown carries. And that used to be what Tevin Coleman stole away from Devonta Freeman anyway. So obviously Ido is better at it than Tevin. So Tevin is, is losing on that end. But neither of these guys is a dominant receiving type of a back like Devonta Freeman was. Which means that that means... More potential targets for the other guys as wide receivers. So that's good for Julio, that's good for Mohamed Sanu, that's good for Calvin Ridley, that's good for Austin Hooper. And Austin Hooper, this has been the other big benefit of having Calvin Ridley up his game is that now Austin Hooper has just started to emerge because he can beat linebackers easily. He's a He's a very athletic tight end and he's gotten better at blocking. And now, over consistent weeks in a row, he, he has put up numbers. So, uh, over the last two weeks, he has 22 targets, he has 18 catches, he has 148 yards, and a touchdown.
0: And he's the ninth tight end right now. So, you're sitting, he's, he's, he's doing better than Rudolph, yeah. Burton, James, McDonald, Joku, uh, uh, Jordan Reed for sure. Uh, yeah, so you're sitting there and you're thinking about guys that are almost kind of weekly starts, and Austin Hooper is out doing them. And hey, he had his best game of the season in week six.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, you know, uh, one more thing I got to say is, Mel uh, Birdie! Hello! Hi, can I have uh, two cheeseburgers and a small order
2: you know, man, we we're really busy. Can I ask you to circle the lot one time? Can you just go around like once or twice so we can uh, collect ourselves here? If you don't mind, it would really help us out a lot. We're just up to right next here. <laughs> None of your business. Just circle
1: the lot and we'll <laughs> Circle the lot. I'll circle the lot. Circle lot. Oh,
0: yeah, God. That's so hilarious, dude. It's been a while since I had a long distance girlfriend, but like you have your girl coming to town from wherever, and you're at the airport, and you're just sitting there, and it's always like, you gotta be there on time, or you know you're screwed from the start. Yeah. Circle, gotta go around. Cop comes behind. You, go. But go. Just, this
1: is this is life
0: delayed. That's before
1: cell phone lots. It's true. True. Now, now they make you sit in the pen.
0: True. It shows you how long I've had a long distance girlfriend. We didn't we didn't even. Didn't have, you, did you live in Canada? <laughs>
1: I, they're always from Canada. Oh, my girlfriend, she had to go back to Canada. <laughs> Are we done
0: with this shit? I think we're done. Nice. Houdini, I love you, buddy. You know what I'm going to do after this? Sorry, my voice was all fucked this show, and I didn't have enough knowledge from watching enough games, but we had a good time, and you did a great job.
1: We made our way through it. I thought beforehand that I was going to be this. Oh, uh, so I have
2: a taco, taco? Hey! How'd you like to come in and stick your head under the Pepsi machine? (laughs) Alright. Just get on the machine machine. I wouldn't
1: watch it. That's what I thought. I'm like, Staggs is in here? I get to stick my head under the Pepsi machine. Whatever I want. As much as I want. I get to talk. I love.
0: Love it. Love it. Oh, good stuff. That is funny that the guy's like. Yeah, sounds great, dude. I'll stick my head under the Pepsi machine. Here you go, you want another one? Yeah. Um, 10 of the 59 cent
2: burgers? We, sir, we have a 58 cent burger. We don't, we're out of the 59 cent burgers. Four uh, Cokes also, please. Four Cokes? Excuse me, three Cokes and a Sprite. That's right, you said four, get four. We're <laughs> not going to make order. You said four, that's what we're going to do. I, in a Sprite, you know, if that was the first time, I'm not sure, but, you know, you can't be changing it. The deal at CBS went away. No, that, that thing fell through, that's why I'm working here.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Fatima, when I heard, I heard that Ronald gun
2: was gay, did you hear that? Have you heard anything like
0: that? <laughs> that's right. Dude, All right. Love well, you, It's been a while since we've done a show, um, Solamente together, it's fucking awesome. Nothing better to throw back some Valverde's and drop some knowledge for the boys. Give us a little uh, word on what music we know we, we are listening today. We know the beer we are listening. Well, well, one more.
2: I would stay here at the NBC. I'd be happy to stay here at NBC. But my heart says Betafugo.
1: <laughs> Do you know what that is? A Joey Betafugo? Yes. So people who don't know. My, Fisher, Amy My, Fisher. my, my, my buddy used to, used to, Okay, when this all was happening, <laughs> my buddy, would go up to. He's like, I got the greatest joke ever. I got the greatest. So he go up to somebody He goes, goes up. He goes, I'm gonna go up to a girl. And I go, Are you Amy Fisher? she' to go, What he goes? Because if you are, I'm <laughs> <laughs> with the jazz hands. Uh, with the I jazz hands. hands. Yes. yes. That, that that. What was that gonna
0: deliver, you buddy? Uh, it was. What was it going to deliver? Yeah. Usually that. a slap in the face. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Joey Buttafuoco. Oh, well done, buddy. Good stuff. Are we? basically, uh, so we basically got Joey Buttafuoco in the White House right now. Uh, yeah. Hey. Wait, wait. We did well. We did well. There's. Hey but, they've heard us talk shit about Trump.
1: Yeah. Horse face,
0: uh, Stormy Daniels.
1: Ah, oh. uh, Buttafuoco. Uh, That's who, what
0: Trump is. Trump is Buttafuoco. Now uh. I can go in Detroit, I mean in Texas, in a third rate, we'll end it there, Sorry. I'm a little
2: newt, I'm a weasel, hurt
0: me,
1: <laughs> so and the music, let me tell you the yeah, music, so uh, unfortunately, uh, Great Chicago, uh, Blues Legend, Otis Rush passed away, and uh, so we played Otis Rush, so the opening track that we played for you was Working Man. Now the cool thing is, uh, you've heard of Stevie Ray Vaughan in Double Trouble. Uh, this is Double Trouble uh, by Otis Rush. And the backup guitarist, Ike Turner. Really? Yes. How about that? Do you have another one you want yeah. to do there? Yeah.
2: No fair Yes, uh, give me uh, two number threes. Two number threes? And uh, that should be it, then. You know, instead of two number threes, I'm just going to give you a number six. Is that all right? <laughs> That's fine. All right, come on through that. And you better have a smile on your face. No
1: trouble, all right? <laughs> and as we had said, I, I, I gave you the 1,600 earlier. We'll give you the... We've done over 1,300 shows.
2: Yeah, so it's not surprising that occasionally one would eat sucker blow.
0: Well, that was 325. I love the fact that they did 1,600 and uh, did it uh, most days of the week. Houdini, love you, dude. Always great to talk fantasy football. We've been here forever. We've been doing this shit since, what, 2010, 2011, what may have you. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to us. We'll get this show right up. Holla for a dollar. Here you go. Otis Rush, double trouble. May you rest in peace. Rest in peace, Chicago legends.